It's Friday, October 1st, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior, America! Steak for breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Man Rubs. You can find them at manrubs.com. They got rubs, barbecue tools, blow torches, t-shirts. They got funny coffee cups. They got all sorts of stuff. Anything you need for spicing up the grill or the neighborhood while you're making barbecue great again. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. Stayreadygear.com and on Instagram, stayreadygearusa. They got holsters, custom Kydex. Magazine carriers, tourniquet carriers, anything you could possibly find made out of that little melted plastic we all like so much. Use the code STEAK for 5% off. Some of the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording gear can be found at Odyssey and odyssey.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Whether you're a, a gamer, dropping down some beats, or in the podcasting business like Noah Antoinette and myself. Not a business. In the business That's a phrase <laughs> Head over to odyssey.com And see If they can't get your Headphones Needs met um, West Coast Survival Arms Mike's been servicing Southern California For over a decade He's got a 5 star rating He's a licensed FFL He's got a newly redesigned website He's got ammo He's at westcoastsurvivalarms.com He's on Facebook Messenger And he's at 619-870-6992 uh, Tactical gear done right Come from our friends over at Mediocrematic, Mediocrematic.com. They're on Instagram. And Dumpbox, Mark Joe Friday, the patch father, over at Dumpbox.us, home of the Zero Fuck Stuck. Doesn't matter whether you wear an outer carrier, you got a nice little backpack with some hook uh, and loop on it, you drive a Toyota or a Lexus and you got that uh, patch-friendly headliner, head over to those websites and get some uh, tactical gear to get you doing it right doesn't work in my car works in mine american-made vehicles apparently got a couple thousand dollars of patches right over my head when i'm <laughs> driving that i don't even look at uh ladies and gentlemen don't forget to follow us on instagram at steak for podcast breakfast there you'll find a link tree where you can find all the uh links to everything steak for breakfast whether it be our instagram our backups our uh telegraph antoinette's accounts telegram tell whatever you have a you have a telegraph one of those little beep, beep, beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's more Morse code. That's, um, that's later. Yeah. But head over to there and, uh, you know, see all the different places that you could see steaks. On that note, welcome. Episode 68, Friday edition, Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'm Roan. Joined, as always, by Noah. What's happening? And Antoinette. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. And bringing in today's guest, coming in hot, the host of the Great Divide podcast, 
Mr. Alan Jacoby, thanks for joining us today on this Friday edition of Steak for Breakfast. You have no idea how excited I am to be here. I've been looking forward to this uh, for oh, almost two weeks now. This nice. is great. What's up, guys? Oh, what's going on? We're equally excited to have you on today as well. We enjoy listening to your show and uh, glad to have you in with us today. I am extremely happy to be here. Extremely. <laughs> well, what's going on in your neck of the woods? You're over in New York. and, and you've I been, am. You've been working on some projects in addition to... Uh, you know, just a regular podcast. Why don't you let our listening audience uh, know a little bit more about the Great Divide? Well, like you said, I'm in New York. I'm over here just living my best unvaccinated life as a domestic <laughs> terrorist, conservative, white supremacist, straight male. Perfect. Uh, you know, it's um, everything that the left hates. Yeah, the Great Divide podcast, my uh, conservative, you know, I political commentary. I like to give my perspective on what's going on in this ridiculous political bizarro uh society we're living in yeah i'm i'm just uh, out out there trying to spread the good word of uh conservatism i i am i'm working on a uh a project right now with the uh infamous political icon roger stone oh wow um he's been on my show a couple times and we're working on a four episode series on you know, uh, it's Roger Stone just up close and personal, uncensored from the the uh, how the how Roger Stone came to, to to be in politics growing up as Roger Stone. He grew up in Connecticut where we, we touching on uh, the Watergate scandal because he was heavily involved in the Nixon campaign and he became uh, very, very close with uh, with Richard Nixon. Right. In the later in the later years, Richard Nixon taught him his famous uh martini in uh recipe the silver bullet which Ooh. roger stone talks about a lot his is a whole whole uh there's a whole science to it uh we also talk about one of his uh one of his books he, you know he he wrote about it he's a six or seven books now he just yeah. released he just released two i believe but uh one that we talked about extensively is um the truth about jfk his his uh investigation into the assassination of John F. Kennedy, who he basically it, it makes a lot of sense when you hear him talk about how Lyndon Baines Johnson, you know, the, the big possibility that he orchestrated the assassination of John F. Kennedy because he wanted the presidency, everything from uh, blackmailing John F. Kennedy with a dossier of his uh, extramarital activities to get on the national ticket with him as vice president yep. to the to the actual root of the of the, uh, the 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 presidential motorcade, to the actual seating in the cars and who sits where in each car, and the just the uh, amazing information. And then our last episode is the the, uh, the making of Donald Trump, from how we met him in 1988, him and his father, up until uh, you know now. And uh, we're going to talk talk about his his. Uh, reasons why Donald Trump should run for president again in 2024. But yeah, Roger's an interesting, interesting person. And he's one of those people in politics where, and even on both sides, you either love him or you hate him. I don't know if there's any in between. I, I, I happen to, I guess I could say I love the guy because of his amazing, just plethora of knowledge yeah. and his expertise in politics and the expertise in the dark side of politics, which you don't, hear a lot about i mean roger stone knows where a lot of bodies are buried you know mm-hmm. in, in in that sense and he's 
he's very calculated. Every yeah. move he makes is a calculated move. I yeah. mean, I just I just came back from vacation. I was in Florida for uh, 10 or 11 days. And uh, I drove from New York to Key West, which is a 24 hour drive from from door to door. And uh, I I had spoken with him and said, hey, I, I'd like to meet you for dinner if it's possible. I know you're busy. Your wife is sick. So we had it all set. I was going to drive down to Fort Lauderdale 20 hours. He recommended a hotel, which I took him up on. I got the hotel. Unfortunately, he had a little emergency oral surgery issue when I on my way down. So I was a little disappointed, like oh, I'm going to miss dinner with Roger Stone. But oh, well, whatever. Continue my vacation, go down to Key West, hang out by the pool all week, drinking Bloody Marys and gin and tonics. Nice. And then and then, you know, uh, halfway, not even a little more than halfway through the week, he sends me a text message. Hey, I'm really sorry we, we couldn't meet. I don't know if you back up north. If not, if you're going to come drive through, let's meet for dinner. I'll make reservations. So me and the wife got in the car. We drove four hours to Fort Lauderdale, got a hotel, met him for dinner. I told him, Roger, don't uh, don't pick anything too fancy. I'm in vacation mode. Polo, <laughs> polo shirt and uh, and 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 shorts are, are about as fancy as, I, as I'm going to get. So he laughed and he says, don't worry, there's nothing fancy in Florida. So he says, us. Oh, He's it's it's just people look people who don't, I guess, have any access to these people, whether they're famous or or just a I guess a political icon, whatever you want to call it. Roger, he's he's famous. He's infamous. It's they're regular people. They put their pants on the same way we do every day. And he says, I'll meet you in the hotel lobby. Six forty five. Seven o'clock comes. He sends me a text message. I forgot I got to stop and get gas. All right. We're (laughs) laughing, drinking in the in the hotel lobby. Then, you know, 15 minutes later, it's, uh, oh, hey, you know, parking sucks, but I'll, I'll find a parking spot. OK, so we're waiting in the lobby and I'm, all of a sudden the lobby doors open and here comes strolling in <laughs> Roger Stone in all of his glory. The famous Roger Stone hat, the the round, the round, fancy glasses, the the wool sport coat, the long sleeve shirt, the tie. He doesn't call them suspenders. He calls them braces, the custom fit <laughs> pants. And the leather shoes. And I'm like, this guy's dressed to the nines. And I look like I just walked out of the pool bar going to dinner. So we had a laugh about that. 90 degree heat. And the guy dresses like 60. He just turned 69 years old. I'm I'm 42. If I dress like that 90 degree heat, you'd be picking me up off the floor. (laughs) So he walks in. We go. We go. uh, We walk out. He says to me, I just got to tell you, you know, I, 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 I'm always spotted where I go and somebody, his exact words is somebody's going to fuck with me tonight. It's okay. going to happen. It's just, it's just the way it is. Eh, whatever. So we walk out of the hotel. We walk down to the restaurant that he made reservations to people will recognize him on the street. Nobody's coming up and asking for selfies and nobody's coming to try to lunge a, a knife in his back. So that was good. That didn't happen. We get, we get to the restaurant Everybody know the maitre d. Oh, Mr. Roger, how are you? How's your wife? We sit in a, you know, it's now it's like something out of a mob movie. We walk in. He's spotted by it. The place is packed. Uh, guys at the front bar are like, hey, they're whispering. Hey, who's that? Is that? Oh, yeah, that's Roger Stone. That's Roger Stone. I'm laughing because I'm like, I'm I'm having dinner with this guy. We go to this. We go to the tur- turn the corner around the bar, go into this little dark, uh, desolate lit table where where him him me and my my wife sit and you know we're ready for dinner and and everybody's looking and of course next to us i look over my wife notices them there are two women one's hair is dyed purple and blue the other one is dyed pink Mm. and 
there was no negative encounter or anything like that. But one of them, I guess, locked on to him and realized who he was. And then they were doing their 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 snarling and snickering at the table like, oh, that's Roger Stone. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit. And that we, we were getting we were getting a kick out of that. But all in all, unbelievable guy to just sit down at a table and talk to when there's no camera, there's no microphone. And it's just he's just a person and he's just sitting there. And he's talking, but like, again, just every move he makes is calculated. He's got to put the hat in a certain spot or he knows it's there. It's protected. He wanted to take a picture. He's got to move things on the table. It was just, it was just an, a, an interesting experience. I, I would say, I would say a, uh, a bucket list, uh, something on the bucket list. You get to sit and have dinner with Roger Stone and swill some Italian beers with him, you know? Oh, yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. And and he, um, you know, he, he's had it rough. He's had it rough the last few years. Let's face it. I mean, the guy was convicted. Seven, I was it like seven felonies because of his so the Soviet style trial with the whole Mueller investigation. And. It, it financially drained him. He had to sell his house, move into a smaller house. His wife, Nadia, has stage four cancer, going through all the holistic treatment, which costs a ton of money. And, you know, he's not he's not the Roger Stone he was during, you know, the the the, the 2016, 2018 era. They, they, the federal government really did a number on him and, and, they, and they're still trying to. I mean, he's getting served with lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. But. Uh, the the good thing is, is 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 his beating a lot of them and a lot of them are getting dismissed. But yeah. the mainstream media does not want to report on that. They only want to really put blurbs out about, oh, Roger Stone's getting another lawsuit because he's a piece of shit. And uh, honestly, he's just kind of like he's a warm and cuddly guy, but uh, definitely a guy who's who who you want to be on his good side, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, he's got yeah. he's got he's got quite a few different ways where he can get you uh, politically and otherwise. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that you, you, you're doing that and working with him. We're definitely looking forward to hearing some of those, uh, specials that you guys did together. Maybe get a little more of a, some insight on, on his life now, since the rest of his, you know, resume is kind of out there online and then, and maybe some insight into what's going to be going on next in, in in his, uh, world. Yeah. I'll tell I will actually tell you a little quick, funny story. At the, that we had at the table and uh, Roger, if you're going to listen to this, I'm sorry, but I have to tell it. So <laughs> he he says um, we started talking about I don't know how the Clintons came up. And he obviously he has this uh, he has this hatred for the Clintons and vice versa. The Clintons hate that he wrote that book about Bill Clinton and and and, and publicly ran around calling him a, ra- a rapist and all that, mm-hmm. you know, with with Alex Jones and stuff. So he says <laughs> he's got he's got this he's got this vision. He says, well. When Bill Clinton finally dies, <laughs> they're probably going to have his funeral in Arkansas and the airspace probably won't be as limited and tight in Arkansas during his funeral. So he wants to oh, rent oh, wow. a Skyrider to fly over the funeral and right in the sky rapist. Perfect. <laughs> wow. And I'm pretty sure and- he'll follow up on that for sure. Oh, I told oh. him to call me that I would chip in. I would chip in. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I said, Roger, let, let's do it. Let's I'd be, do it. I'd be all but over yeah. that GoFundMe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic. That would be epic. That would be yeah. amazing. The the news coverage that that would that would get, you know, would would be uh, would be pretty epic. Of course, you know, yeah, they 
they they would they would spin that somehow. But who cares? It would be great. Yeah, it sure would be. <laughs> <clears throat> well, let's dive into the news. We got a lot going on uh, right now, and, and it seems to be breaking and, and continuously changing minute by minute. Uh, yesterday, as as everyone probably knows by now. Uh, they were able to pass a continuing resolution that's going to that's going to keep the government basically have the lights on through the beginning of December. Now I believe it's December third, uh, passed in the Senate by a sixty-five to thirty-five margin. A little disappointing uh, from my end, at least. I think we had the current administration back so hard into a corner right now, giving them anything that you know entails good optics is just not something that's kind of computing in my brain right now. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a lot of uniparty uh, presence in D.C. right now regarding this matter. I mean, it's never good when you when you shut the government down. There's a lot of, you know, negative optics. But for as much as a dumpster fire as this administration's been for the last... No one would have been surprised. At all. And, mm-hmm. and, and then they would have had to literally work to fix it, which means, like, get a budget together and, and, and get some of this other stuff that needs to be addressed, you know, dealt with instead of just saying... The only thing we can do now is like uh, get another CR together so we can continue to push this infrastructure bill, which I guess was the only positive that came out of it. The uh, the fact of the matter that it came at the eleventh hour, both figuratively and literally, means that the uh, House delayed a vote on the infrastructure bill, which is an absolute disaster and nothing that should be uh, you know passing in any way, shape, or form right now. Alan, what do you think about you know just the optics from yesterday? So I have a thought on the and I, I said this uh, the other day to somebody I was talking to, and it's probably not a popular thought. I don't know. I uh, as, as far as a government shutdown and, and it's not popular because I know when there's a government shutdown, or at least I'm, I'm pretty sure that most federal employees are not getting paid. However, they have to show up to work and, and, and work. I, I'm correct on that, right? Yeah, correct. You're OK. OK, so it, I, I would hate to see it for them. I don't want to see good optics for the current administration by any means because everything they touch turns to shit. Oh, wait, what is that? Everything woke yeah. turns to shit, right? Exactly. So, so so I I don't want to see people having to go to work and not get paid and not have to pay their bills because bills don't stop. However, I think like you like you just mentioned, shutting down the government would force them to get off their ass and do something, yeah. do something, come with a compromise and start working. So my attitude and my outlook on it is shut the whole thing down, yeah. shut it down. And I'm sorry to all those federal employees that have to suffer through it. And, and, and it sucks, but you know what? You got to give a little, you got to give a lot. You got to take a little and, and it just, it sucks. But I, I think that's really the only way to, to get maybe to get the, I don't think it would work either to get the uh, administrate the, the, the current regime and the and the sewer rats in Congress to get their heads out of their asses and do yeah. something good for us, for the country that's not going to put our grandkids in debt and, and, and yeah, shut it down, shut it down. That's that's my attitude towards it. I'm surprised. I thought it was going to shut down for sure. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I yeah. If I was I a betting so man, too. I would have went all in. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I also was surprised and, and kind of trying to see with the uh, method behind the madness. Let's hear some of the audio that kind of took us through the day yesterday up until today, which kind of brought us to where we are right now. One of Noah's favorites, Jen Psaki, mm. talked yeah. about how great of deal makers. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden 
is Chuck Chucky. And yeah, and let's hear how she uh, continued to bully the media yesterday when asked about the impending shutdown that seemed to be coming at them like a freight train, but then never happened. experience getting legislation across the finish line than any group of Democrats, Democratic leaders in history. We're in the middle of it right now. It's messy, this sausage making uh, on Capitol Hill. Uh, Policy making is messy. There's negotiations. They all have representatives uh, who are advocating for their points of view. Say um, the president, so, the speaker. Last week, Noah made reference to Andrew Cuomo and that he missed the fact that his sexual innuendos are no longer prevalent in the media because he's, you know, not the governor anymore, but... Jen Psaki gave us a quick reminder on how <laughs> how much of a sausage making yeah modern day politics can be, which yeah. I didn't think Do you think as soon as she like said she's like sausage making and she's, like, she's like oh. yeah, I immediately it. went to she's the sausage queen of Pennsylvania. Not, oh, there you yeah. go. Do not <laughs> do not follow that up with any sauce references. Yeah, or garlic knots. She is a piece of shit. She, she is so bad at her job. Can't stand her. Well, when she first started, she was an absolute yard sale. But yeah. she's yeah. like, I don't know if they gave her the same earpiece that Biden's working with or what, but she's gotten better. But, and that's just, yeah, you know, just the smoothness, the smoothness of her responses and her snarkiness. So they're either coaching her better. Or she's got somebody in her ear. Well, she's getting coached now. She thought that it was going to be like a love fest when yeah. she went in there. Right. Because remember, Joe Biden was only elected on the fact that he wasn't Donald Trump. Yeah. Supposedly. Uh, that's why right. he, That's why he received the greatest vote total in the history of the universe. Because, 80 million votes. Right. 80 million votes. Yeah. 80 million votes. <laughs> I rigged the election. I made the sausage. <laughs> but um, the fact of the matter is, is, Everything started going absolutely haywire as soon as this administration took over. And then after like two, three weeks of the, you know, honeymoon phase wearing off, reporters started out, hey, so-and-so with Fox News here, what the fuck's going on? And then she's like, (laughs) turns into freaking Porky Pig. And now all she does is not answer Emerald Robinson's questions every day. (laughs) (laughs) The only questions Emerald Robinson ever posts are the ones where she's like picking up the binders and walking out while she's screaming about it. What if Jen Psaki just pulls a gun out of her binder and just fucking plants one, right? And (laughs) she she... loses it one day. Motherfucker. Exactly. She's going to take out, uh, what's his, uh, Deucey. She's going to take him out first. I mean, he's public enemy number one in that briefing. She'll wait for him to line up, you know, perfect. So she can just use one bullet. (laughs) <laughs> hey, why am I sitting in this weird place today? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just, <laughs> but wait, they don't like guns. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> blow dart. I don't know. Blow. They love blow darts. <laughs> yeah, they, they sure love do. Blow darts. <laughs> that's the only way. What's you can, in the dart? <laughs> you can get a. I blew the dart. That's the only way you can get vaccines into those vaccine-hesitant African-Americans they talk about so, so frequently. Jesus. Hey, if, if I didn't hear it with my own ears, I wouldn't be referencing it on a new show. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what they say when it hits them in the neck. So I I mean, they're, they're, they're literally going to put, you know, black people in New York and just complete poverty-stricken lifestyles. With they, they're not going to be able to do anything. And the, the percentage of African-Americans 
that that are unvaccinated in New York is is I think what is it something like only thirty nine percent of the African American population in in yeah. New York is is vaccinated. Yeah, it's a lot closer. It's yeah. It, yeah, it's it's pretty high. And then the Latino community as well. I believe they're they're over fifty percent, if not higher. Vaccinated or unvaccinated? Unvaccinated. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's because vaccines are racist. <laughs> Seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some documented evidence of that from uh, back in the day. Speaking of things from back in the day, Nancy Pelosi weighed in. Ooh, really? Like back in the. Man, I tell you what, by the end of the day yesterday, she was just like, couldn't even put two words together. <laughs> well, you know, the wine hits you eventually. Yeah. She, <laughs> she had gone to a couple different martini hours. You know, it's going to be great, really. You know, what's going to be great is when, when that sentence changes to. Hey, remember when back in the day when Nancy Pelosi was alive? Yes. It's going to be coming soon, hopefully. No, she's going to be like one of those like animatronics from like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, Oh, yeah. Sure he is, basically. Yeah. Well, you know. But, uh, you know, she weighed in and kind of. Did you see the, the pictures where it looks like she's like literally got a rubber mask of herself on? Yeah. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. Well, who knows how hard it is to put that face on every morning. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah, those those lip liner eyebrows are just wow. terrible. Yeah, I, I I gotta stop because I'm gonna get really dark. <laughs> gonna... <laughs> oh man, oh. I just want to see her put her bra on the, in the morning. That's oh, it. <laughs> that is dark. That is. All right, I'm done. You know, about Mary vibes. Yeah, you know that that lady from the something about me. Oh, Mag- yeah. Magda, Magda. There you go. <laughs> oh, She's definitely a template for that one. Uh, um, that's yeah, let's hear going into the afternoon yesterday how she uh, took to the Senate floor to bitch about Mitch McConnell. Himself has said about the need to address the debt limit. This is what he said last time. Don't play Russian roulette with our economy. Yet that is exactly what he is doing, playing Russian roulette. Interesting that he's playing Russian roulette with our economy and with Mm. the national security and the well-being of America's working families. Their kitchen table concerns. How are they going to pay the bills? Well, now the interest rate will be higher if the Republicans prevail. That just makes absolutely no Wait, sense. What? That doesn't. Like I said, she had gone through a couple different cocktails. That's hours not what's before. happening. No, it's actually the opposite. Yeah. So they they've wrecked the economy and and made the inflation rate out of control and have two hundred cargo ships off the coast of Atlanta, Georgia, and Long Beach, California, right now. Russian roulette. Yeah. Russian <laughs> Russian roulette. That's interesting. Russian. I mean, I, I, I have, I have no love for Mitch McConnell. But no, these, God, we can't stand him either. Yeah. No, these people are just such morons. I mean, e- economics one on one. She's sitting there talking about working families and putting dinner on the table. Lol. These, Kitchen they, table yeah. concerns. <laughs> they just want to spend, 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 and then that that other. That other idiot we were just talking about, the sausage queen of Pennsylvania Avenue, Jen Psaki, she turns around and she says, "Oh well, it's 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 uh, uh not it it's basically not po- I forget her exact words. It's not possible that that uh, uh, businesses will will pass on the the uh the 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 costs to the consumer. Like, I, d- d- does she not know math? Does she not know that when businesses are going to get taxed, that right. they're going to pass off?" that extra cost to the consumer and the products that they're selling 
How stupid are these people? And the problem is that there are millions of people, really stupid, stupid people out there that believe these other morons that, oh, yeah. no, it's not going to cost us anything. They just mm-hmm. lap it up. I mean, look at Dollar Tree now. Dollar Tree is now Dollar Fifty Tree. <laughs> That's so, right. They, yeah. <laughs> they made the announcement. They said they've held the line long enough. But yeah. they, can, they can no longer sell products that they're paying more for. Nothing because under a dollar. Inflation. Yep. So, and then you look at the, the things like natural gas. Um, you know, which has been at a pretty much locked price for the year going into the Trump presidency all the way up through 2020. Now it's at nearly 80% over the cost of that regular fuel, which has gone up, I think, on average about $1.80 per gallon since, which translates into like $4.80 in California. As, as I can't find a gas station out here where you pay anything it's around five dollars for a gallon now out yeah here. it cost me a shit ton to fill up my truck yeah really it's, a, it's almost it's yeah, almost five dollars a gallon where you are yeah mm-hmm. like regular by my house at every gas station is like 4.69 so Jesus christ yeah it's, yeah, pretty, it's pretty bad drive anymore it's crazy my friend um said that they were paying about six bucks in los angeles yeah, that is unbelievable. There, there are ones uh, over five and close to six dollars in Los Angeles. I have f- some friends there, and they they send screenshots sometimes of the gas stations, like in the, you know, down out in in the nicer parts of LA, off the freeway where it's where it's always the most expensive. Yeah, my motorcycle's been a game changer lately. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I literally like. I think it was. I think it's three twenty nine or a, a gallon for regular where I am. And I thought I was hitting a score when I was driving to Virginia last week. And I think I got gas for two eighty nine a gallon for my eight cylinder pickup truck. I was mm. like, oh, this, this this is a score. I'm sure that didn't last very long. Vegas, literally on that as well. Yeah. So, uh, national treasure, and one of our favorite, <laughs> Senator Kennedy weighed in. Oh, I thought you were gonna go. Uh, Nick's favorite movie. Oh, well, that too. Uh, last night, as we, uh, you know, really got into the getting close to the wire here with this CR that was passed, let's hear what he had to say when when, when kind of asked about what's going on with this budget and this current administration and how reckless they're being with the, uh, you know, American people. From Louisiana. He was, of course, at that hearing. He joins us tonight. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. So first to uh, Secretary Yellen's suggestion that we tax the increase in value in assets that people own. And I think for average people, literally average people, this means real estate. So what would that mean for people who make 300 grand a year but whose house has doubled in value? That's a lot of people. Where would they be if this became law? Tucker, it's really pretty extraordinary. Um, for the first time in the history of, of ever, President Biden and Secretary Yellen want to tax unrealized gains on inherited property. And let me explain what that means. Let's suppose you've got a young widow with three children. She never remarries. She goes and buys a $150,000 home to raise her kids, and she raises her kids in the home. She's not rich, she works, but her main asset, her only asset, is her home. Uh, Fifty years later, she dies. Uh, As a result of inflation and and appreciation over 50 years, her $150,000 home is now worth $1.75 million. She leaves her home to her kids. 
Under current law, her kids would not have to pay any income tax on that home if they didn't sell the property. They wouldn't have to pay any uh, inheritance tax either, but that's a separate issue. But under the Biden-Yellen rule, uh, those kids would automatically be taxed on the full value of the home, whether they sold it or not. Now, it's a little more complex than that, but the point is, uh, th those kids are not going to have the money to pay the taxes. So they're going to be forced to, to do a fire sale on the home that their mom worked for just to pay the taxes. And this, this, it, the, the United States has never done this, never. Uh, th this is going to affect millions and millions of middle-class Americans. It's going to maul the real estate market and the market for other long-term assets. And, and I guess the moral of the story is this is what happens. This is what happens when you have a president and a treasury secretary. Who, who are on a mission from God to please pink-haired wokers who carry around Ziploc bags of kale. Th this is what happens when, when you have a president and a secretary who want to tax, spend, and regulate America into neo-socialism. Yeah. Well, so, especially since we're not... You know that that's kind of the the tie in there to the to the budget and the infrastructure bill, which would be raising the debt ceiling. Uh, Janet mm. Yellen's been calling for four percent, which is kind of ridiculous. Mm. And wow. uh, yeah, some of the consequences that would go along with that. Oh yeah, if you got left a house from like a, a relative that died or something like that, like that would be an insurmountable amount of money for you to figure out how to deal with. Yeah. You'd, you'd be absolutely fucked, like, from day one. Yeah, like, you wouldn't and, even be able to, like, sell the house to, like, make money. You'd just have to sell the house to pay the taxes. To pay some of the taxes. Like, yeah. Under value, too. I mean, yeah. this is all, all, it's all connected with BlackRock buying up all these properties, yep. these houses, making everybody renters. Oh, it's so you can own nothing and be happy. Exactly. There's no value of the property until it's sold. So this, like, theoretic, this, this theoretical value all right i get it we, we in inflation and everything but to say oh that this house is is worth 1.7 million dollars well well we don't know what it's worth yet until until there's there's a value on the sale and, yeah. and and you know what you might have to pay in capital gains tax or anything it's it's just yeah. another way it's just another way for them for for the biden regime to make up for and and and, and the democrats in congress to make up for this ridiculous, frivolous spending that they want to uh, to jam down our throats. Yeah. It, it's you know between that and then the uh, expanding the IRS coming after our like Venmo accounts and six hundred dollar transactions. It's just Insanity. unbelievable. It's sick. It's un-American. It, it's the just the definition of just Mob. communism, and it, it's fuck them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Royally. basically, they're trying to do it to us, and, and it's not like these warnings weren't out there. Uh, you know, yesterday morning, Steve Bannon and the War Room gang kind of weighed in on, uh, you know, just exactly what was coming and, and and how the line should be held in regards to the stance on this whole thing. Let's let's hear just a little bit of what he had to say. Uh, you know, before this thing would eventually get, and I'm talking about the continuing resolution get passed. And you still should get, we get the senators that just betrayed you, right? 
Lindsey Graham, that crowd, led by Mitch McConnell. The normies. That, and they're going to say, oh, well, you know, we won enough. We beat Clues, and he'd get a big win when he opened it back up. It's all crap. Okay? We had these rats in a corner because they had failed the American people. They had failed the American people. They've had 10 months to get all the appropriations bills done, all this, about everything, and present it, do it, and get it before thir- the 30 September, uh, 30 September midnight is not randomly pulled out, right? That's the end of the fiscal year, as it has been from time immemorial. Okay, they knew it. So dramatic. They didn't want to spend time to do it because they wanted the orgy of spending to all come up. The infrastructure bill, which everybody spent all this time on, and this and this three point five trillion, which nobody's really seen it, but you know Betsy McCoy and others are on here, total nightmare, yep. ridiculous. So right now, and you had Steve Moore the other day, you had Jason Trennard, we got all these Wall Street experts. It's basically they want permission right now to run fifteen trillion dollars of spending. That's it. And if they just say Bannon's wrong, come let's sit down and go through the math. Okay, let's go through the math. Because I know I can blow your math up with all your phony assumptions. You're, what they're doing is going to put everyone in this, everybody under 45 years old, understand something and embrace it. You're nothing but a Russian surf right now. You're, you're, you're better educated. Uh, You've you got more interconnectivity and more access to information. You're in better shape, right? You, you, you have better diets. Got it. You don't own anything, and you're not going to own anything because that's the way the system works. It's not a conspiracy. That's the way the system works. And as long as you get negative interest rates and zero interest rates by the central bank that are blowing up the value of assets, you're just having a greater, greater concentration of wealth. Okay? And now, because of what they're trying to do, is you're become, this is going to become debt slavery for everybody under 45. So when you- And that's some of the stuff that we just heard. You know, from from Senator Kennedy, he kind of continued to elaborate in addition to slamming some of the usuals who went out and, and basically threw our at least immediate financial futures directly into the garbage can mm. as if the current administration wasn't doing a good enough job of that. Um, Alan, we, we take a poll. <clears throat> we take a couple of them. Uh, one of the ones now and you may or may not be down this rabbit hole or you may have, you know, dabbled in the HBO documentary. <laughs> which was just absolutely titillating. Oh God, it was our garbage. Yeah, it was. It was. So it was art. <clears throat> like I dabble art. in holes from time to time. You mean oh, like you, you mean like that art where they like shit in a mason jar and like stick a cross in it, kind of it's, art. It's the art where, where Hunter Biden blows through his straw and makes paintings. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. Now now it's it's been some people have accused Steve Bannon of maybe being the infamous Q. We take a poll every week to see if, if our guests, you know, some people abstain. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Some people say they argue. Yeah, like Norbin Laden. Um, let's let's <laughs> hit it. I'm going to say no. Noah? Nah. Antoinette? Nope. Alan? I don't think he has the intellect to be it. Oh, Q. there. there wow. I like that. Oh. Nice answer. So. I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of Steve Bannon. I, I'm really not. I think he... Uh, yeah, I think he's a bit of a bag of shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, there you Shots go. Shots fired across the bow. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> no, I, I, you know what? I didn't like him at all for a while, but he's, you know, I warmed up to him. He's all right. I, I, I listen to him from time to time in his speaking points, and I, I don't know. Like, I, we just listened to that, to that uh, sound bite. I don't necessarily need to, to to go through math with Steve Bannon to know that the you know the the Democrats spending is is shit. I I just um I, I don't know I, I I 
it's hard to put into words what 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 what, what I think. I I don't like the fact that he 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 testified um and 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 threw Roger Stone under the bus and and yeah. said some said some on on uh things that were found to be false and couldn't be proved. Cover and, your and own was, ass and re- are you talking about co- in regards co- to January cover 6th? Cover your own ass. Not even January 6th. Go going back even when they when, when, uh, you know, during the Roger Stone trial, right. about how the, you know, the, the WikiLeaks and he said, oh, he Roger Stone said that he has uh, access to, uh, to Julian Assange and, and 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 Roger Stone never said that he alluded that he had he, he contacts with WikiLeaks and whatnot. And it was just I, I felt like they, they you know, they, they both went at each other for a while. And, 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 and Steve Bannon didn't have nice things to say about Donald Trump. And there was accusations that maybe he. I don't know if, if if the word blackmail would be appropriate, but I guess maybe like blackmail Donald Trump into giving him the pardon for when 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 Steve when, when yeah. uh, Bannon was was indicted on on you know embezzling all of that money for the build the wall and all right. that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's I, I, he, grimy, he is. But but you know what though? You know what the internet? You're right. But they're all grimy. Yeah. I mean. They, I, as much as as much as I admire the infamous Roger Stone, I mean, he has a grimy side, too, because politics is a seedy business exactly. and everybody has to <clears throat> you have to be what you have to be to play the game well. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I I, I think I, I I think General Flynn is cute. I do. You know, a I lot of people a lot of people think that, too. Q, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And he's a part of Q. We know that. I mean. All the signs point to him being a part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the 10, right? Let's just say. Obviously, yeah. Trump is the plus. <laughs> you guys want to know what was really grimy with some of the stuff that was snuck into that CR that was passed Ugh. yesterday that you may not have even heard about? What? So, Stephen Miller, former top Trump campaign strategist, and. Yeah put out a thread yesterday on Twitter, which I thought was very interesting. Um, the House CR included free welfare and entitlements for, quoting now, unlimited number of random, unvetted, and unscreened Afghan nationals. Mm. So to keep our government running for another two and a half months, that had to be in there. Um, it applies to not only the ones who were already here, but anyone the administration will bring in in the future. No standards, no rules, no limits, literally written into the CR. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's definitely some awesome stuff, and he, he gave a little bit of insight into that. It said, you know, normally required vetting, screening would be standard for things like this. Gone. Also scrapping the SIV, which is the special immigrant visa process. Those are for people who worked with the administration, translators, contractors, people that were in like the police force and the military who were loyal to the U S and, and, and our military when we were there, all gone. Um, the process in re- regarding being a refugee, the visa process, everything out the window. Um, if you come in and you say you're from Afghanistan, essentially the department of Homeland security gives you a thumbs up and lets you in. Um, also in the CR, it, it said, uh, anyone current or former Afghan national, he flies into the United States, which in the next year, which would surely be extended into the next CR. So they've gave it a year window, but then it leaves the, the window open for infinite number of extensions. Um, these people and they're all of their family members essentially have a blank check from the U S government. Wow. Yeah. 
And it said that uh, these Afghan nationals who will be brought here will be given unrestricted access to federal entitlements, the full panoply of benefits made available to those in the actual refugee program, um, including free welfare, health care, public education, etc. And uh, if this if this would be adopted, which it was, Congress will now continually renew the benefits essentially forever. Um, and, and he kind of goes into closing Biden's plan to put random unvetted Afghan nationals on a path to citizenship, which is also language that's that's written into the CR. Congress instructs the Department of Homeland Security, namely Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, to expedite their asylum applications. If he grants asylum, which he will, obviously, because it wouldn't be written into the CR just to keep the government open for the next two months if it wasn't, you know, the reason it was in there, they will soon gain unscreened, unvetted, legal permanent resident status in the U.S. and have there, in fact, full path to citizenship soon. Mm. So, yeah. A lot of people are out there bitching, oh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, they can't figure out a budget. They just want to keep the lights on. A lot of it's optics. This is probably one of the worst things that's written into that bill. Wow. Yeah, and, and the, like I said, the way Stephen Miller kind of outlined it, the language allows for it every time something comes up until we get something permanent. This is going to be rewritten in there, tweaked probably to make it worse for the American, especially the middle class, and extended until we get an actual budget. Um, where it will become something that's like basically permanently written into our everyday lives. Mm. So yeah, they they forgot about the Haitians. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I mean, what about the Haitians? I think the funny part was is that they bus and fly some of them, but others like would literally just cross in different parts and like basically, essentially, they'd walk past Border Patrol. And then, like, two days later, they'd be waiting at the bus station with no bus tickets and no flights, and they're just, like, sitting there. And they're like, we'd like our stuff now. Like, Gimme. Yeah. <laughs> How about new? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's unbelievable what, what, what kind of junk they put into these bills yeah. you know, of what they call provisions. Because it's funny that, hey, you know, but oh, we know, again, it's – it's it's crappy optics and it's all theater and it's it's we got to put this in so we can play hardball and negotiate because when it gets to Senate and it has to go through all the committees, they start, uh, you know, stripping, uh, stripping the bill clean of right. all the nonsense before it's voted on. I mean, look at the NDAA bill, the National Defense Authorization Act to fund the military. They literally have a provision in there about. Uh, the red, uh, red flag laws about putting that in nationwide. Yep. And everyone went into an uproar when guys like Madison Cawthorn and Matt Gates and a bunch of it was a hundred and something other Republicans yeah. voted to pass this bill through. Well, because they know and it's Madison Cawthorn on Instagram got lambasted by his followers about, hey, you're a Second Amendment guy, but yep. you're a piece of shit. You voted yes for this bill and the red flag law because people just didn't stop to look at the big picture and understand the process. And he had to do a whole IG live, basically just, just, just explaining himself saying, well, they'll, they strip the bill of these provisions in negotiations in committees, which obviously we hope to God they do, but yeah. something like that, you're not going to get, you, you, you're, you're not going to get uh, Republican senators to jump on board with those red flag laws or the other provision that's in that the NDAA uh, bill is confiscation of guns right. owned by active military members. Yeah, that is a provision in that bill. But 
then there are other provisions in that bill that are barring dishonorable or less than honorable discharge for military veterans if they if they refuse the mandated vaccine. Yeah. So it's it's one of those every bill. It's full of shit that they just pile in to see what they can get snuck past, what goes to committee, what gets stripped out. Well, we'll give up this if you give us this and vice versa, because it's all a shitty CD game. Right. And 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 the whole thing with the unvetted Afghans coming in and the pathway to citizenship, that is all part of the big architectural plan of the largest Democratic voting uh, 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 drive in in modern u.s history because obviously they want all these illegals in the country so they can pile them into dmvs get driver's license get them citizens or even if not if they could sneak in to have illegals voting in elections just like they want to do in new york city and other places then hey then we have we just fattened our democratic voting base it's all it's all you know uh put together by you know Barry Obama sitting in his basement in his jogging suit with his with his uh, with his plant in the White House, Susan Rice, who's probably the one in the earpiece with Joe Biden and Jen Psaki. It's all a game. It's all just this giant plan to just completely destroy and screw the United States. Yeah, Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty honest assessment there. I I just think we live in like a digital age now to where you literally have people who can have such easy access and, and big ways to distribute it. Like you said, some of the things that are in these bills, they go to committee. They're like, okay, the red flag gun laws, stupid. It's not going to be in there. It was cool that you put it in there as a virtue signal. Now that we're in committee, let's get that shit out. Right. You know, you saw that in the house it had like, it, it was underwater, but now it's like it, when somebody sees like, that's one of the things in there and, and you have all these people who are, are just spreading it as soon as it's released. It's, it's interesting to see how fast, you know, th- these politicians are having their feet held to the fire a lot faster than they've ever had before. And, and like, like you said, he had to go on IG live and he was getting pretty emotional. I'm like, guys, yes, I, was. I, I didn't mean it. It's like, it's, <laughs> right. you know, he's like, stop we, picking on me. I swear. Yeah. He, he, he was literally sitting in his car in, in, in the parking lot of the, of the government facility last week, kind of pleading with his audience to uh, not take it seriously. Cause he was pretty certain that it was going to be out of there. Uh, one person who didn't vote for either uh, was rep Andy Biggs. I, I kind of like his opinion. I like the way he kind of, you know, really does uh, embody some of the Trump era policies and, and wants to continue to see those have America prosper through them. He gave a little bit of insight on why he was flat out no across the board over some of the stuff that's gotten, you know, proposed in the House and Senate over the last few days. Let's hear what he had to say. He weighed in last night after the vote. Hi, Andy Biggs here from Arizona's 5th Congressional District. Today I voted no on the Democrats. Uh, continuing resolution bill. What that is is a short-term spending bill. Mm-hmm. And they also stuck in it a, a provision to raise the debt ceiling. We're sitting on about $30 trillion, and they wanted to raise the debt ceiling because they just can't seem to spend enough money. They also can't get their act together to do a regular annual budget. So they're doing this short-term spending bill to spend us into December. But really, they're not just spending us into December. They're spending us into oblivion. That's what the Democrats are doing. And, you know, I, I'm the first to admit that the Republicans did, didn't do great, but they did significantly better than where we are now. This is spending all kinds of money. 
And this is raising the limit so they can just go crazy with that spending. I voted no. Yeah. And I'll keep you posted. And, and I mean, he's completely honest there. It's it's one of those things where, yeah. you know, when you talk about raising the debt ceiling to four percent, and if if all of these bills get passed, it's it's pretty close to eight trillion dollars. And I believe the cost of the American family is somewhere in like if if the initial one is passed and and put into law, each person in America would essentially now owe forty thousand dollars right off the bat. Roof. Yeah. In addition to all the other stuff we already owe, I mean that that would kind of be like the uh, the the dollar value of it up to the minute of when it's passed. That's not including like you know the different inflation rates, the increased debt anything else that they would add on to it. And then, you know, you have 3.5 trillion here, 2 trillion there, 2 trillion there. And it, it, it's, it's like a never ending shitstorm of, of debt. And, and, you know, all they want to do is keep printing money. Like they have, we've talked about it several times, like one third of all the money that's ever been printed has been printed in the last 19 months. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm you know, you, that's you, a sign of somebody doing something right or wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> They just it, it just seems it's just another way to just uh, further the uh, erasing of the middle class. Yes. I, I mean, forty thousand dollars per household. I mean, that's listen, you know, when you you, you say the word two thousand dollars to some people, you say the word five, the number five hundred dollars to some people. And that will that panics that panics people like sure. I. Oh, what do you mean an extra? My taxes are going to go up $500 a year. I, I know people that I know when they did property assessments in my area, like my taxes are going to go up $500 a year. This is unbelievable. This is crazy. This is going to kill me. Yeah. I mean, they literally want to just destroy the middle class. They want to do away with the suburb living and they, they just more, it gives them more power. Yeah. It gives them more control over people. And, the more control and the more desperate people become, the more freedoms they're willing to to let go for yeah. for not living in inconvenience. It's just everything's just tied into this just sick and twisted ideology of these whacked out progressives. You know what? I, I don't know. You guys at all. I never really paid attention to the different caucuses in Congress. Right. I was talking about this last night with the sergeant and samurai and. You know, you have your Freedom Caucus, you have your Black Caucus, which the Black Caucus don't even let all the black members of Congress become members of. You know, that there's some I think are black Republicans. You're like, oh, no, you can't be a member of the Black Caucus because you're a black white supremacist. Yeah, Tim, Tim Scott's have, literally not allowed and, in it. <laughs> right. You're literally not. Oh, but I have. But I'm black. I want to. No, you're not allowed in the Black Caucus. Sorry. Seats taken. Go and see who else will take. It. So then not racist. You, no, it, you, it doesn't matter if you're conservative. Yeah. Oh. You're, you're just white if you're conservative. Oh. No matter what color your skin actually is. Right, right. You're or and if you are that's not racist. shade of, of black, then you're an Uncle Tom or, oh, there you go. Uh, or the, the, Uncle right. the, the black face of white supremacy Uncle like Larry Elder. Black face of white supremacy. Yeah. So then you have the progressive caucus. And this would made me open my eyes. And this was just the other day. And I almost feel like an idiot for not following it. So now. I get the idea of the caucuses. They're like little gangs in Congress. Yeah, they and are. They all have their chairman. They all have their whip. <laughs> so like they all can get together. Right. The whip is in charge of getting all the votes, just yeah. like the, you know, the majority whip, the minority whip. But I didn't realize the. I, I knew there was a progressive caucus and and uh, ignorantly I'm thinking, oh, so that's like the the 
the uh, I call them the jihad squad, you know, yep. AOC and Ilan Omar <laughs> and all them. And that was it. No, 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 no. The Progressive Caucus comprises of almost 100 members yeah. of Congress, all Democrats. I didn't realize that. And one senator, Bernie Sanders. Right. I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of bad people in Congress more than, you know, like I, I didn't realize there were that many sick progressive socialists that just hate America. And it's it's. It, the, the, the game is unbelievable and just that they just want to further how how could just members. Elected members of Congress really just in their head think it's OK to just see America just circling the toilet, yeah. you know, they it, hate it, America. I just it, don't get it. Did you guys see that? I, I can go off tangents all day. You guys might have to tell me to shut up so we can continue no, with no. the news. But, you know, did you see that the, the video um, that went out the other day and went viral with uh, Joe Rogan, the video called Freedom with yeah. that guy, Samuel yeah. Rivera? Did you guys watch? I I, I, I saw it yesterday for the first time. It's it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And um, I literally reached out to Samuel Rivera today asking him if he could put together an awesome intro for my podcast. Nice. So so I'm 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 watching that and I'm like it's it's Joe Rogan hit it on the head when he said, you know, America is we are the great experiment, the successful experiment of of freedom and a and a government that works because every country on the face of the earth before 1776 was ruled by a dictator. Yep. And why anyone sitting in an elected position in Congress or anywhere, or even a freedom loving American actually want to see freedoms taken away and have your life controlled by your government. How does that, it just, there's no common sense that there there's, there's no, it, it makes, it's disturbing and it's really every day it's eating away at me. And I'm to the point now. It's like when I started my podcast, The Great Divide, I had this vision of I'm right leaning. I'm a conservative, but I had this vision of seeing what I can do to get people together to have that conversation, maybe that difficult conversation right. without attacking each other's humanity. And now I'm at the point where it's like. It's. It's fucking impossible. No, yeah, and, and it, almost pointless. It is. It's pointless. And now it's just the fact, well, we have this great divide, not to keep plugging myself, but it, it, it's true. And, and 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 that's what it is. So now it's just pointing out the hatred of these of these savages that literally want to see the they want to see the collapse of America. Yeah. They would love to see break into the Smithsonian and see every founding document torched on the White House lawn. Oh, don't give me any ideas. Say, That's it. We're going to steal it. the Declaration of Independence. It's evil. Hey, evil doesn't make any sense. You know, these people just they're full of darkness. Yeah, you just you just said it right. Internet. It is it, it is not it is not Republican and Democrat anymore. It's literally just good and evil mm -hmm. and because listen, let's face it. There's evil on both sides. Oh, yeah, of it, course. It's just, it's just sick, man. It really is. No, it's it's mind blowing, really, when you when you check it. But that's the only way I can explain it. You know, these people yeah. are evil, and it doesn't make any sense. You know, they'd rather see the greatest country on the face of the planet destroyed from the inside out. Exactly. You know, it's it's pretty funny because uh, I'm sure we'd all like to see some military tribunals. Mm. 
There were some <laughs> there were some mock ones this week on Capitol Hill when when members of the House and Senate um, used General Milley, General McKenzie, and Secretary Austin as punching bags for yeah. something that I think is one of the most military influencing events of all time, the pullout from Afghanistan. I mean, you're talking about one of our major military failures ever. And it's, it's just gone away. They, they've, you know, right on the heels of that, they, they reignited the border crisis and spun it around to turn it on the border patrol. And then you have this last week of proposing and hoping to get a continuing resolution passed. And, and, literally one of the greatest military failures in the history of our country has just kind of been brushed away. And while all this was going on this week, you know, going into last weekend, they they had some congressional hearings and oversight committees in regards to getting some answers for these guys. And uh, I want, I I think we need to listen to some of the uh, audio because it's something that just can't go away. It's pretty funny at the end of the day, when all the stuff with Afghanistan and you have to take away the 20 years, just what, this administration dealing with it, the nearly $90 billion in equipment, the 700 million or I mean, billion dollars of cash that was left there. Um, all of this stuff that's already been given to China, which in- includes them already moving into, you know, the abandoned Bagram air force base, the 13 service members who were killed in the terrorist attack and, and so many others who were injured, etc. And at the end of the day, you see all of that stuff, with American citizens and legal permanent residents and SIV holders still in Afghanistan, while people who have committed sexual assault, sexual assault on minors, and murder were originally flown out of there first and are now currently residing in the United States. Um, well, and, the, and some of them already have attacked members of the military too, right? Didn't well, well fem- that's what I said. There was a sexual yeah. assault on a female officer. There yeah. was uh, reports of multiple sexual assaults from Afghani adult males and on their child brides. Mm. And there was actually a murder at one of the Air Force bases in Wisconsin uh, about 10 days ago as well, which is which is funny. It just hasn't been in the news. And the only it's people who have, who, who have re- received any consequences for this so far is, you know— Scheller, he's yeah, cur- he's crazy. he's been thrown in the brig as of two days ago, mm-hmm. and now the the Lance Corporal who was brought up on stage at the uh, Georgia rally last week, and I, I I don't know if you heard or not, Noah. He's yeah, he's under investigation now. Yeah, for what? Yeah. Right. For nothing. For well. optics. For if you support the other side, God don't support Donald Trump. Uh, you're going to get in trouble. Well, he's going to be labeled a domestic terrorist. I'm sure. Perfect. And the red flag. Law will I'm be sure his guns are already his gone. Guns are gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, for saving lives, like literally in, in theater over there. Um, let, let's hear what some of the uh, congressmen had to say in regards to this massive failure. First up, I got uh, Daniel Sullivan. He's a senator out of Alaska. He's pretty based. He doesn't really take a whole bunch of shit. You don't see him on the news that much, but when you catch him in these hearings, uh, he pretty much likes to let him have it. Millie, that was a false statement by the president of the United States, was it not? I didn't even see the statement, to tell you the truth. I'm reading you a truthful statement. Oof. Um, that, was, that was a false statement. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, look, at, look I, I don't have a lot of time. Okay, was that okay. a false statement to the American I, I'm people I'm not going to categorize not? a statement of a president of the United States. General McKinsey, was that a false statement? The, pre, the president said none of his commanders said that he should keep troops 
in Afghanistan? Was that a false statement by the President of the United States? Remember, you do not have a duty to cover for the President when he's not telling the truth. That a baby. Was that a false statement I've or not? You, I've given you my opinion on the matter. I've given you my judgment on it. I'll, I'll, I think we all know it was a false statement. Okay? That's number one. The President also said if there's an American citizen left behind in Afghanistan, the military is, not, is going to stay until we get them out. General Milley, was that statement, did that statement turn out to be true or untrue by the President? I think that was the intent, but we gave him a recommendation on the 25th of August to terminate the mission on the 31st of August. statement was untrue. Let me make another, let me ask another question. General Milley, General McKenzie, the President around the same time said, quote, Al-Qaeda was gone from Afghanistan, told the American people that. Was that true or not true? Was Al-Qaeda gone from Afghanistan in mid-August? True or not true? Al-Qaeda is still in Afghanistan. They were there in mid-August. Uh, they have been severely uh, disrupted and attrited over many, many years. They are not So it wasn't true. General McKenzie, was that true or not Al-Qaeda was present in Afghanistan. Okay, so it wasn't true. Let me, let me make one final one. The President called this entire retrograde operation an extraordinary success. General Miller, in his testimony, disagreed with that assertion. General Milley, was this Afghanistan retrograde operation an extraordinary success? There's, there's two operations, Senator. Just yes or no. I, I have a lot of uh, it, questions. It, it, was this two, an extraordinary success? Senator, with all due respect, there's two operations. There's the retrograde, which Miller was in charge of, and there's the NEO, which CENTCOM was in charge of. The retrograde was executed and ended by mid-July uh, with a residual force to defend the embassy. The NEO... You and I have discussed this. Do you, would you use the term extraordinary success for, the, for what took place in August in Afghanistan. That's the non-combatant evacuation, and I think one of the other senators said it very well. It was a logistical success, but a strategic failure. Ugh. God, uh, can you hear that? That's just... He can't answer one question. <laughs> no, and he won't answer it honestly either because he knows it was a complete fucking failure. If logistics are success, but it's a strategic failure, it's a right. failure. 100%. That's just ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. Because logistically speaking, unless it's a strategic success. They're both failures. It's a failure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not They're a doctor, but. Patting themselves on the back, you know, that whole thing where this was the largest uh, military air evacuation. The in safest American and most history. secure evacuation in the history right. of evacuations. Right. Perfect. Right. I mean, you, you know, it, it, and they're all. They're all liars. They're all covered. When, when, when you are an official, whether it's in uniform or whatever it is, even if you're convict, if you're on trial for, for your life, if you're uh, charged with a crime, and during these these uh, BS hearings, when you hear a general, a four-star general, say um, the, something like, uh, "I do not recall." Or I'm not going to comment on that. That's because, well, they don't want to incriminate themselves because they know when they open their mouth, they're going to be lying. They're going to be full of shit. And it's just, again, nonsense. So what got done at any of these hearings other than other than validate what we already knew that these generals are all and, 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 and defense secretary, the Lloyd Austin, they're all bags of shit. Yep. None of them should have jobs anymore. No. And and and, and even. At, at, at least Millie should probably be under investigation himself, stripped of his advisory position as Joint Chiefs yeah. Chairman and and 
until they figure out what's going on. But again, the military has been politicized. Milley, who's not supposed to be apolitical, he hasn't been apolitical in some time when he's on, in, in uniform giving giving press releases about racism and equity and white and, rage, and, and mm. all, 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 all of that bullshit. And another thing, because you had mentioned earlier about what well, we spoke about that, um, that Lance, Lance Corporal Hunter Clark, that's the one who was at the Trump rally yes. in yeah. Georgia. So I don't know if you guys saw it yet. I just pulled it up on my end. But of course, I, I, I went on CNN, but there's a couple others about five hours ago. They're fact checking. And now they're saying the reason why Lance Corporal Hunter Clark is under investigation, because a Marine spokesperson has said that he was not the individual who pulled the baby over the wall. Right. That's what they're saying now. What? Huh? That's that's what they're saying now. They're fact checking it. If you go on right now, uh, if I, I literally did a Google search to see to just just to double check his name. And as of five hours, I'm on CNN politics right now. And it says during a rally in Georgia over the weekend, former President Donald Trump invited Lance Corporal Hunter Clark to the stage, implying he was the Marine in a viral video who lifted a child over a wall at the airport at, in, in, in Kabul, Afghanistan. And then it, it, it goes. Uh, Clark told the audience, I'm the guy that pulled the baby over the wall. And it's definitely probably one of the greatest things I've ever done in my entire life. Then he thanked the audience. Then here it is. Facts first. In a statement Wednesday, a U.S. Marine Corps spokesperson said, of course, unidentified spokesperson mm -hmm. said Clark was not the individual who lifted the child over a wall in the viral image and that Clark is now being investigated for his appearance at the rally. Regarding the viral photo that began circulating around August 20th, 2021, the Marine identified in that particular image was not Lance Corporal Clark. Oh, I'm sorry. There is a name. Kelton Cochran, a spokesman for the 24th Marine uh, expeditionary unit said in a statement, Cochran added the 24th Marine, uh, uh, um, Cochran, uh, uh, Cochran <laughs> uh, in the, in this, in this unit has initiated a command investigation regarding Lance Corporal Clark's attendance at the event last weekend to determine if any DOD policies were violated. <sighs> now our government, and the Republicans were guilty of this in the past as well, will politicize military uniforms if it fits their narrative. Yeah. Case, yeah. case in point, an example that Weasel, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, mm -hmm. who, yeah. okay. So when he was, whatever position he was uh, in, in under the Trump administration, he went to work every day in a suit and tie. Every day he was in a suit. He was not in uniform. Yeah. But the day that he was going to testify about Donald Trump against Donald Trump. They made sure that yeah, he that wore is. his military uniform, that he was looking sharp in his lieutenant colonel uniform because they wanted to politicize it and show it to the world. Yep. When George, when George Bush ran for president, John McCain, when he was a senator, endorsed him, brought him to a military base. I forget which one. And they were talking behind a podium with dozens and dozens of military personnel in uniform behind them, yep. with photos, pictures and videos of the of them hugging George Bush and everything else. George Bush was not the, the sitting president. He was running for president, endorsed by a Republican senator. They politicized the uniform. So it, it, if it fits the narrative, they'll politicize the uniform. Of this course. Corporal Hunter Clark didn't go to the Trump rally in a uniform. No. I mean, did he lie? I don't know. 
I, I don't know if that's a guy who pulled the baby over the wall. Maybe he maybe he's a bullshit artist, just like uh, people people will go after glory stories. I don't know. But what did the guy do wrong? What did he do wrong? Even if he told the lie at, at a Trump rally, worst case scenario, you're a bag of shit and a liar and you're going to be shamed the rest of your life and yeah. probably not want to show your face around your military base. But what did he do wrong? Nothing. He just showed up, you know, because Trump did the, you know, had the 13 chairs, you know, at, on, right. at, you know, he was recognizing these people, you know, that lost their lives and it pisses them off. Yep. And, yeah. and, and, and going back to now, we have, a, we have the, uh, a Marine who was a, a, a Marine leader, um, L- Lieutenant Colonel, uh, was it Stuart, Stuart Scheller in the brig yeah. because he questioned higher leaderships, uh, higher leadership, senior leaders. Now, Apparently, he might have broken some DOD guidelines as far as gag orders, and maybe he wasn't supposed to be saying the things he said after he was told not to. But to put him in, to take him and put him in jail when he has an impeccable military record, and he was, I believe he was a commanding officer of a specific unit. Like, I mean, they don't uh, even have charges against him, right? They're just no, I, I, yeah, I think he's just under investigation and, and just the politic, the, 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 the politic, just politicizing the military is is just that's just a recipe for disaster and yeah. they're doing it more and more yeah. every chance they get why is millie still have a job well because now he's woke and it, <laughs> and and he you know the the joint chiefs uh that the chairman i believe they he, they have two-year terms so he's now woke in the hopes that Biden's going to keep him. And they are so ruthless that even with all the bad political optics, would it really surprise anybody if Millie is kept for the next two years that Biden's going to keep him? Because it wouldn't surprise me. I think he's going to keep him. Lloyd yeah. Austin should be should resign. McKenzie, I'd get rid of him, too, or at least strip him of his command and force him to retire and put him out to pasture. Right. No, it makes a you're you're 100 percent right there. So. I just think it is kind of a recipe for disaster when you, you know, appreciation of the military, recognizing them as, as a whole or a group of when, when it becomes individuals, it, it, it's such a, a weird thing to try and, you know, get a good handle on. Like you said, maybe this guy lied, maybe he didn't. The whole totality of the situation makes me think like, dude, it would have to be really weird that if this guy like went up there and lied, like, like that's some pathological stuff. Yeah, you know, to, a bit much. Yeah, I agree. Because it's I, easy to find that shit out, you know? Like, and why we all have to remember. there and lie and then make himself look like a fool? I think they're just trying to take away, take this away from him, you know? Yeah, and, and you know the left will Trump just... recognizes him, it's bad. But if Biden were right. to do it, you know? Exactly. And the left's going to just create a lie and continue to say it long enough for everybody to de- not know whether it's the truth. But well, it's to, a disinformation. It's... Yeah. It's, all they have to do is say it, it enough long. times and... It invalidates his story. It's like, well, no, I heard you weren't the guy, and I'm, I was the guy. It's like, well, yeah, but I heard you weren't the guy. That's all it takes. It's all, it's all their hate for Trump, you know? It's- yeah, which is just some unhinged derangedness. Um, yes. But we are going to get into it now. I, I think uh, Senator Sullivan from Alaska was probably the nicest one. Uh, hmm. Let's hear Tom Cotton now beating up Millie a little yeah. bit and, and, and kind of getting into it with him. I can only conclude that your advice about staying in Afghanistan was rejected. I'm shocked to learn that your advice wasn't sought until August 25th on staying past the August 31 deadline. I I understand that you're the principal military advisor 
that you advise, you don't decide, the president decides. But if all this is true, General Milley, why haven't you resigned? <laughs> Senator, he just sat there and looked at him. He's a military officer. Um, <laughs> resigning is a really serious thing. It's a political act if I'm resigning in protest. My job is to provide advice. My statutory responsibility is to provide legal advice or best military advice to the president. And that's my legal requirement. That's what the law is. Um, the law. The president doesn't have to agree with that advice. He doesn't have to make those decisions uh, just because we're generals. And it would be an incredible act of political defiance for a commissioned officer. All right. I just got. So, I mean, he would, he would go on to kind of. Just well, be annoying. If you didn't take your advice and everything goes to shit, why wouldn't you resign? Wouldn't you want to spend more yeah. time in search of white rage? <laughs> with all the free time you would have if you if you were resigned. Well, even that little the little dig at all the uh, military officers that are resigning over the COVID stuff. Right. It's yeah. a, that's a little dig towards make, invalidating that. Well, resigning is a political thing. It's like no, resigning is you fucking resigning because you don't feel comfortable doing what you're doing anymore. Yeah. Or you don't believe in the mission. Or or you're disgraced for fucking one up really bad, like yeah. this seems to be the case. Right. And in, a, in an attempt to kind of distract and redirect the Nancy Pelosi a possible attempted coup, what was going on, General Milley's calling the, you know, his counterpart in the CCP came up. I All think, right. it, yeah, I think his excuse and, and kind of the way he tries to like frame it is just as equally as crappy as his him saying, well, why would I resign under protest? It's a That's a political thing. So... Let's hear what he had to say in regards to him him ordering out for wontons. called me to inquire about the president's ability to launch <laughs> nuclear weapons. I sought to assure her that nuclear launch is governed by a very specific and deliberate process. She was concerned and made, very, or made various personal references characterizing the president. I explained to her that the president is the sole nuclear launch authority and he doesn't launch them alone, and that I am not qualified to determine the mental health of the President of the United States. Mm -hmm. There are processes, protocols, and procedures in place, processes. and I repeatedly assured her that there is no chance of an illegal, unauthorized, or accidental launch. By presidential directive and secretary of defense directives, the chairman is part of the process to ensure the President is fully informed when determining the use of the world's deadliest weapons. By law, I am not in the chain of command, and I know that. However, by presidential directive and DOD instruction, I am in the chain of communication to fulfill my legal statutory role as the president's primary military advisor. After the Speaker Pelosi call, I convened a short meeting in my office with key members of my staff to refresh all of us on the procedures which we practice daily at the action officer level. Additionally, I immediately informed Acting Secretary of Defense Miller of, Sec of uh, Speaker Pelosi's phone call. At no time was I attempting to change or influence the process, usurp authority, or insert myself in the chain of command. Mm. But I am expected, I am required to give my advice and ensure that the President is fully informed on military matters. So, I mean, her her taking the nuclear football away from him was such an empty bag. Just mm -hmm. it was just a symbolic thing that she was doing. Like you got to be a total idiot. Do you think that 
he literally has the ability to like just like oh bump into the button and f- fire off a bunch of nukes like oh shit can't put him back in the missile silo oh, yeah but yeah. I mean how much did that cost yeah he threw her under the he threw Pelosi under the bus pretty hard too you know saying he he kind of skated around everything I'm not in the chain of command I'm in the chain of communication he said usurp like seven times usurp. Uh, but, but the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, he kept referencing back to like what she wanted to know, what she was asking him about. It was her phone call to him. It, it, it was funny how kind of, you know, it's way deeper and darker than that. Oh yeah. And, and basically of some of those phone calls, I could see it right now. General Milley sitting in his, you know, house, probably just in some undies and like a cashmere scarf painting his nails with his combat boots on of course like bitch this day this day has been so bad and talking with nancy on speakerphone while he's putting on a second coat you know saying about how he can't wait to find white rage and how can we uh you know steal the nuclear football away from donald trump during his presidency it's like captain ahab looking for the great white rage (laughs) if he's dressing like that and doing his nails i would imagine he probably manscapes too right (sighs) Ugh. I mean, he's. I, he would have to. I would imagine. You know, only seeing him in uniform, I would assume that he's an extremely hairy man. Yeah. And then ugh, now all I think about is like, what is that movie with Steve Crow where he's getting like the wax on his chest? Forty-year-old virgin. Ugh. Oh my god. Forty-year-old general. He actually did that in the movie. It was real. I couldn't believe it. That shit hurts. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, but yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. He just kind of. Says that, well, sorry, Nancy, if if I'm leaving, you're leaving with me and kind of just dumped a whole bunch of, which will probably lead to some other congressional investigations, which kind of go nowhere. Um, will it? Yeah. Mm. So Donald Trump likes to, you know, really talk about how he did so much to rebuild the military and how beaten down it was. Uh, Marsha Blackburn wanted to remind all three of those morons just exactly what they did to counter that. So let's let's hear how she kind of weighed in. She's been pretty based on this uh, whole topic this this week as well. With making time to talk to these authors, burnishing your image, kind of, you know, building that bluster, but then not putting the focus on Afghanistan and what was happening there. General Milley, that is really disappointing to me. I know it's disappointing to people that have served with you or under you, under your command, and it does not serve our nation well. You talked a little bit earlier about the damage, and you said damage was the right word to use when assessing what has happened in Afghanistan when you look at America's credibility. So how do you look? the men and women in the eye that have served under your command. How do you look young men in the eye that are coming to our military academy days and who want to serve and say, you can depend on me. I've got your back. Because you know what? I think a lot of these families right now, they don't feel like you have your back. The special ops guys I met with Friday in my office in Nashville that are taking their time, their money, and risking their lives to do a job that the three of you could not do. Maybe we're going to remember you three as the three that broke the military. Mm. I like yeah. that one. I mean, mm. 
she's not wrong. She's fucking not no. wrong. So you know, and it, and it's one of those things you you have seen, and and it's pretty funny that she says that because you're starting to see it more and more. There are people in, you know, Noah's probably a little bit more affluent in this than I am, but different sections of the military, special ops and things like that, that are reaching out to con- Congress people and, uh, you know, House representatives and saying, like, listen, it is a disaster. Yeah, Every- shit's fucked up. Everything from the leadership to the vaccine mandate to the, mm-hmm. you know, persecution of anyone that opens up their mouth, uh, it- you know, help us, and, and you can see a lot of frustration in these uh, these senators and, and and House representatives' faces and in their voices when they start talking about this because, yeah, they can't do anything. I mean, you know, if you're all of our age, we're all like pretty much within the same five, ten years of, of age of each other. Our country has been at war the entire time, pretty much that we've been alive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. at, at least for our adult lives. Yeah. So, so just think about how important and and prevalent and you know proud as an american you are to have a nice strong military and 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 how much support you have as as patriots for these men and women who go out and literally lay it all out there for us on on you know a daily basis to see the way they're being treated now you know it kind of lines up uh you know as we'll move on to covid for the next segment in just a minute what's going on with all the front frontline and healthcare workers, you know, last year's heroes, this year's zeros, yeah. you know, they're just getting fired for, for doing nothing except, you know, saving so many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives over the last year. Oh, and not even just fired, but denied unemployment benefits too. Only yeah. if you live right. in New York. Well, yeah, but I mean, do you think that's not going to be like, Hey, that's a good idea. Let's do that too. Yeah. I mean, well, they already said it in New York. My, my unelected governor, Kathy Hochul, the, the, the vile evil, what she is she <laughs> high priestess she, of the church she, of covid <laughs> she, she now has the necklace that says vaxxed mm, and, she, and she says oh well you know what she doesn't care about the fired nurses because she'll bring in the national guard to yeah. supplement that yeah she doesn't and care about religious exemptions because she says there's no uh there's there's no real reason or viable reason for a religious exemption which obviously she hasn't read the constitution because Religious freedom has nothing to do with organized religion. Yeah. So and and she specifically said she's I think I don't know if she did it or she's going to sign an executive order that if you are terminated from your employer because you refuse the vaccine, you are not eligible for unemployment benefits Unbelievable. Uh, that and, and that's what she wants to do. And it's and Disgusting. it's probably going to happen. And uh, like you said, from from hero to zero in this in, in 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 this deadly pandemic that we're in, where we have healthcare worker shortages and hospitals are supposedly overwhelmed, which is complete bullshit, and we're going to fire nurses, fire doctors, fire police officers because you know why? Because just they simply will not comply, and we want complete control in this tyrannical society that we have now. And it's it's. <sighs> Uh, you know, if, if if I told you so was a person, we know it would be Alex Jones. I posted huh. a meme about that the other day. <laughs> That's a true story. It's a fact. It, it's it's crazy talk. It's crazy, crazy, crazy talk. Yeah. Of what's going on. So last hit on these guys came from, from Senator Hawley, who I think political capital has been rising for the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. They've tried to cancel him several times. He, he's a pretty good representative of his state and his constituents. And, uh, 
you know, I, I think he kind of said it best. He was one of the closers of this that 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 kind of laid it out there for for these three idiots. Let's let's hear what he had to say. I just want to I just want to say this. It seems to me that you put a high priority on making sure that you were favorably portrayed by the DC press corps. You spent a lot of time doing that. Fair enough, if that's your priority. But at the same time. We had a rapidly deteriorating, frankly, disastrous situation in Afghanistan, which resulted in the death of 13 soldiers, including one from my home state, hundreds of civilians, and hundreds of Americans left behind. And in my view, that mission can't be called a success in any way, shape, or form, logistical or otherwise. General, I think you should resign. Secretary Austin, I think you should resign. I think this mission was a catastrophe. I think there's no other way to say it, and there has to be accountability. I respectfully submit it should begin with you. Yep. Agree? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yep. at the very least, yeah, they should be out of there. How about tarred and feathered? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wouldn't mind that either. No, the, Millie the, might like it actually. Re, we keep circling Norm back, chicken, right? <laughs> to, to Millie in his underwear. It's come up like three times now today. We just can't escape it. So I bet it, they're leopard skin underwear too. Oh. <laughs> you think he wears heels around the house? I mean, the only maybe it's leopard skin just from being tidy whities with brown spots. I, can I can I can I circle back to Millie for a second about uh, with with he was talking to Pelosi? Yeah. All right. So here's my question, because I actually uh, I don't I actually never heard that that audio before um, until you guys played it. So he made that call to China saying, hey, uh, you know, if if we're not going to attack you and even if we were, I would call you and give you a heads up to right. General Lee over there. Right. You know, while he was <laughs> That's just so throwing. insane when you think about like just that. Yeah. Right. Right. So he, I could picture the phone call. So Millie's in his leopard skin thong with the heels on his desk in his home office. <sighs> and he's smoking. He's smoking the cigar, the, the cigarette with the cigar holder, painting his nails. General <laughs> Lee's over in China and he's he's throwing fortune cookies on some sl- against some slave boys head to crack them open. And they have this ridiculous phone call. All right. So he said that, but it, when he's talking to Nancy Pelosi and he's saying that the president doesn't have the solo authority to, to he can't launch on his own. They can't be an accident. He just, he can't do it. So if that's the case and he's telling that to the speaker of the house, then why did he have to make that phone call to China and right. assure them that we weren't going to attack? And if we were, I would give you a heads up because I have a reason for treason. Why would he make that phone call if he tells the speaker of the house that because everybody's full of shit? Yeah, true. It's it's I mean, there would be no reason for that phone call if you as the presidential military advisor who's talking to the speaker of the house saying there's no way that the president alone can just decide, hey, I'm going to. I'm going to nuke China. Let me press the button. Yeah. And there would be no reason to make that phone call to your cohort in China, General Lee, and say, hey, buddy, if um, we're not going to attack you, but if we do, we'll give you a heads up. Yeah, so you think you'd be like, you know, oh, no, don't press the button. I would hate it if China already knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the, the whole everything's so contradictory and, and, and hypocritical and nonsensical. It's all lies. Everything we heard in that in those hearings, we didn't hear the straight dope. We didn't hear the real nitty gritty details. We're right. probably never going to. We're no. not going to get transcripts of phone calls. It's all optics. It's bullshit. And as far as I'm concerned, Millie committed treason and he should be hung in the Capitol Square. That's it. Wouldn't hate That's it. it. Mm. Wouldn't hate it. So the admin did have some other stuff. 
both good and bad. Well, it's always all bad, mm. you know, going on this week. Um, you know, we've we've all talked about how much we all hate Jen Psaki. And uh, I'm going to give Noah another reason mm. to have extreme disdain for her because she had a really interesting answer in regards, you know, we've already referenced it, the heroes to zeros and talking about how it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't heard this because I'm not mad right now. She's big sad <laughs> about all the people who are getting fired for getting for refusing to get the vaccine. So let's, let's hear her answer to this question that was uh, posed to her this week during a presser. Uh, given how things have gone with companies putting vaccine mandates in, in place, does the White House view, view this as a, a positive sign for how its own mandates for federal workers and larger companies is going to be, be treated? We do. Uh, we see it as a good sign and as a model. And there have been some of these companies have been much bigger, larger companies where they have effectively uh, implemented uh, these mandates and requirements. And for the most part, uh, we have not seen a mass exodus of employees. Um, yes, individuals have decided not to get vaccinated and then have therefore not no longer been employed. That's nobody's preference. But for the most part, we've seen an increase in vaccinations in these companies, which uh, makes workplaces uh, more um, uh, healthier, right? People feel more confident in these workplaces. It's also good for the economy, which is something that False. Goldman Sachs uh, predicted, uh, that the country would see a positive impact on employment as a result of Shut the president's up. policy. We're seeing that in companies. A lot of these CEOs have spoken to that. Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's, said the evidence across the countries is that more vaccinations <laughs> means fewer infections, hospitalizations, and deaths, which in turn means a stronger economy. Justin Wolfers, economist at the University of Michigan, said... Viewing Biden's vaccine mandate as simply economic policy, it's surely the cheapest and most powerful economic stimulus ever enacted. So we have seen in a lot of places, and let me just give you an example because it's a really good one. United Airlines is obviously a huge company, 67,000 employees. Uh, they lost 593 employees or decided not to get vaccinated, less than 1%. They're at a very high vaccination rate. Uh, that's a good sign, and we're seeing that in many companies across the country. Yeah, at the same time, uh, the president's poll numbers and COVID have, have dropped. Sure has. Uh, as well as concerned about that, how does it plan to address that issue, specifically because uh, having people trust his opinion on this is, uh, is a big question people follow public health guidelines? Well, we think it's more a reflection of people being sick and tired of COVID. Um, and um, tired, some of that is a reflection of people who are vaccinated being frustrated that there is still a percentage of the population are, who are not vaccinated, and that's impacting their daily lives. How? Uh, there was an assumption uh, several months ago before Fear the rise porn. of Delta that we would be over and through and back to normal at this point in time, and we're not. And that's frustrating, and that's impacting people. Ultimately, as the president has said many times, the buck stops with him. Uh, the way to solve it is to get continue to get more people vaccinated, uh, get uh, people's lives returning uh, back to normal, and that's what we're working on every day. Go ahead. Fuck. I have a How, now. I mean, I know you could beat this freaking conversation with the dead horse, but if you're vaccinated... Horse mask? Yes. Okay. If you're vaccinated, what the fuck do you have to worry about? Exactly. exactly. Oh, or because it doesn't work, right? Well, after the fourth booster or fifth booster and then the uh, the antiviral pills that are coming out that you have to take for a day of, then then, then it'll help. Oh, I'm sure Pfizer's going to make a million dollars on that one. The Pfizer mectin. A good bazillion. The ivermectin. Pfizer mectin. Pfizer mectin? Yeah. Oh, they're going to make it more expensive. They're going to make it the same thing, but more expensive. Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. But it's not I the mean, same. Once, yeah. You are part of the problem. 
I'm so glad we haven't had to hear him in a while. Once they kill off half the population, they'll have the pandemic under the under control. Yeah. I mean, and then Bill Gates can process all the human meat in his meat processing mm. places and feed it to the other half. Soylent Green is people. Yeah. Do you season that with man rubs? Yeah. <laughs> man rubs. There I you go. That. Nice little meat. plug. So, Mr. Becerra, mm. yeah, of California. I cannot mm. stand that motherfucker. He drives who, me who has been... <laughs> Served with more lawsuits than passed legislation while oh. he was here. Exactly. Uh, took to the hot seat on Capitol Hill. And when we're beating up people on COVID, there's only one person that we can wheel out to kind of get in the way of this. He's called it from day one. Mm. Rand. People have tried to run him over with a John Deere. <laughs> it is Rand Paul. He gave some pretty damning... Uh, pushback on testimony from Becerra who knows nothing about anything. He's not a scientist. He's he's completely a politician and he he's essentially in a spot right now where you, where you have to have some kind of, you know, scientific background. And the only scientific background he has is wokeness. Mm. So, let's hear Rand Paul kind of blow him up as we round up our our update on the on the COVID narrative this week study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally. Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting. It goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical right. doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country. Calling people flat earthers. He's like, bitch, answer the question. Had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions. A lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. Get him. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. The vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens, show robust, long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Even the CDC does not recommend measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. The same was true for smallpox. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them. You should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. So, <laughs> got him. That's how it started. But, I mean, he, he would continue to kind of lay into him. I mean, you know, somebody like Rand Paul isn't done with just that. Um, it was pretty funny during that part when he was asking him, you know, are you a medical doctor? And uh, 
He's like, well, I've worked on medical legislation. He's like, he goes, he's like, are you a scientist? And he put his arms up and then you see him. I, he caught himself real quick going like this, you know, with the like, come at me, bro, arms open. And then he immediately goes back to hands folded back on the desk. <laughs> so he, he, he was really starting to get pissed off. And, uh, you know, he's had it with this whole narrative. He, he can't stand COVID more than anyone. Yeah. Um, but what kind of rounded up with, with this little assertion here? of all the science have you ever heard of the second opinion i can't go to my doctor and ask my doctor's opinion i mean this is is, is incredibly arrogant combined with this authoritarian nature that you think well we'll just tell all of america to do what i say and they better or we'll find them or put them in jail or not let them go to school or not let them travel the science is against you on this the science is clear naturally acquired immunity is as good as a vaccine the israel study actually showing it better this isn't an argument against the vaccine, but it's an argument for letting people make a decision who already have immunity. You're not willing to consider natural immunity? Senator, our team has reviewed every study that's out there on COVID, whether it's from Israel, from the US, or wherever else. They have used the facts that have been provided through the uh, rigorous research that's been done to reach conclusions, 660 odd thousand Americans and more have died because of COVID. We're trying to do no. everything we can to save as many as possible. We're using the facts, we're following the science and following. Yeah, ahead of time, no. he says, he says, I have to get back to you on that. But then he, after he says, we've reviewed every study. Get the fuck out of here. Please. And this disingenuous number of 660,000, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. Over over the threshold PCR test, labeling everybody who even like has ever said the word COVID, but then got hit by a car as That's a COVID death. It, right. It's yeah, fucking it's bullshit. It's all lies. It is all lies. It is such insanity. Oh my god! Listen, it is not my job to protect the vaccinated. Okay, the no. vaccine's job is to protect the vaccinated. Yes. So let those people get. Vaccinated. I am not an anti-vaxxer. You want to get it fine. You don't want to get it fine. You want to jump off a fucking bridge. Go for it. I'll drive you. <laughs> no, you... With the, the 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 exploitation of uh, blackmailing or whatever you're going to call it. You have to do this or we're going to fire you. You have to do this or you can't go to school. You have to do this or you can't go to the supermarket. It's disgusting. It's, it's scary. It's it's un-American. Yes. And 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 it it's so what so so what do we do? Yeah, I have a question. I have a question. No, no one's no one's been able to answer this yet. Okay. Um what is going to happen with the unemployment number reports when all of these people are getting fired yeah. because they're not they're, they're, they're not succumbing to the vaccine mandates. But then I uh, what is the what is the accurate answer to that question? Are they going to count those people? Yeah, or, they, or are they going to leave them out? Because now what they're saying is we just mentioned it before. Well, those in some states, those who are not going to uh, follow through with the mandate and they're going to lose their jobs. They're not, they're not going to be entitled to uh, uh, unemployment insurance. So if they're not counted in the unemployment insurance or the unemployment benefits, does that mean that they're not going to be counted in the unemployment numbers in the reports that they, that they give whenever they give them? That's what I want to know. I think maybe a good amount of those people 
Because isn't it also people that are actively seeking employment too added to that unemployment? Yes. Well, I I mean, actively seeking employment means you fill out your unemployment claim every two weeks to get more money from the government. That's what actively seeking employment means. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I know. At least in California, they don't have any kind of, uh, you know, way of tracking whether or not you're actively looking for employment or not. So you just keep getting the money. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, all right, let's turn the corner now. Stop the steal. Well, hold on. Back on the COVID thing. Okay. You know, so they always like to use, like, when they're using the green stuff, the Green New Deal and all the other stuff, they're always using, like, the green new Norway, bullshit. Sweden, all those areas as an example, right? Israel. <laughs> yeah. The, these are the examples of people that are doing it right. Well, <laughs> please. The, the Norwegian Institute of Public <laughs> Health has just classified coronavirus as no no more dangerous than the common flu. Yeah, there have been several countries in Europe that have re- reclassified it as the flu. Yeah, or it's just it's too, amazing right? because cold. yeah. I mean, Cor- is it in Fauci's emails that were released that yeah. that the regular flu is more dangerous than COVID nineteen? Yeah, it's, uh, the Norwegian Institute of Public Health said that the coronavirus pandemic is not over yet, but has entered a new stage, which is equivalent to common respiratory diseases, such as influences or respiratory infection. Sting. Mm -hmm. So that's a bummer for people that, you know, they always jump to those countries as the example of everything that's right. Well, I mean, they went through through the motions. How much longer can you prolong it? I mean, I know know we're going to prolong it here just Mm. because it's all money-based till we get Pfizer-Mectin. Um, <laughs> which is definitely yeah. coming, and if, if you know now more expensive. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be the uh, the first world version of the EpiPen now for for treating COVID nineteen. Uh, anytime you get a sniffle, somebody blow darts you with a. I mean, at least nobody is going to have parasites, intestinal parasites anymore. I I took ivermectin. I I got sick. I I had I never got tested, but I had the signs and I had the signs and symptoms. I had the, I was sick for. About, I don't know, seven or eight days, but I did not want to go get tested because I wasn't dealing with all the tracing yeah. and all that bullshit. You want to add and, to the numbers? <laughs> and my uh, my wife is a bit of a vitamin freak and she gets a lot of things. And we got I and I took uh, I took the ivermectin, the 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 human yeah. ivermectin. OK, let's let's be clear. And that's and the uh, and, and the hydrochloroquine, I, I, I took that along with the piggybacked it with I forget what antibiotic she shoved down my throat <laughs> and my my fever broke. And nice. I, I started taking that on like the sixth day I was sick. And then by the eighth day, I didn't have a fever anymore and I felt a lot better. And then all of a sudden I was fine and I, <laughs> and I have asthma, but I wasn't having any trouble breathing or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I even checked my blood saturation. I, I, I was a. Um, a paramedic years ago, and I, I still have my 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 my, my stat reader, and I, I I checked, and I and I was fine. I was fine, and and you know I I, I don't know. I did did that help me? I, it sounds like it did because I was I was feeling pretty shitty before I decided to take. But that. did it hurt like you? No. Three days. It yeah. didn't hurt oh, me. No, no reaction. Adverse reactions to the medication. Absolutely no adverse reactions. And my brother-in-law was sicker than me. And again, my wife shoved all kinds of stuff down his throat. Same stuff. And within three days, he was fine too. Imagine it's like that. holy shit, sweetheart, you're a fucking miracle worker. This is great. <laughs> well, they, a lot they, of people they, don't realize that viruses are caused. A lot of viruses, or most. 
depending on who you ask and what studies you read, are caused by parasites mm-hmm. and a lot of disease. So it makes sense that this ivermectin is working. Mm. Oh, <clears throat> and did you guys hear recently, I just posted something about this on my Facebook page, that in China, they put down three house cats. They, they euthanized them. This, this woman had three cats, and I think she got COVID. And then some looky-loo, nose, nosy body in her development, got the cats tested while she was out. <laughs> they came up positive for COVID. And then they, they, the government came in and they euthanized the three cats. This is how moronic this is. They ate them after. Yeah, I was going to say, they realize, first of all, COVID is never going away. Where do you think General Sow's chicken comes from? What's that? Where do you think General Sow's chicken comes from? Meow. Meow. Combo number five. Listen, it is what it is. Every once in a while, you get a patch of hair, you you get your way through it because they should taste good. (laughs) But. So every cat, if you test every cat out there, it's gonna it's gonna test positive for COVID. Well, course. there's some fruit that there's... tested positive for COVID too, though. Right, right. That's true. That's true. Coca Cola. Yeah. There's a there's a feline coronavirus which is highly contagious to cats. Okay, so what are we gonna do? Should we just go out? Well, it hasn't been it hasn't been hit with the gain of function research yet. Out there. Yeah. I I, I mean. This 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 is what the world's coming to now. I mean, honestly, I don't really well, care. They want to vaccinate them. animals now. It's crazy. It's, like my mom, my mom loves our family dog, and she's like, "No fucking way! I'll fucking kill somebody if they try to shoot my dog." Blow yeah. darts. They're gonna blow dart the dog in the yard, just like when you're walking to your car, you're gonna be like, "Ah, oh, what is that? A mosquito? No, it's some some weird guy in a blue helmet in a tree that just blew dart you in the <laughs> neck." I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those blue helmets. Those blue helmets. What movie is this from? I, I keep thinking of a movie where they blow dart people. Yeah, and... They're making it right now. It's us right now. Yeah. Well, it's that, like the fucking yeah. Truman Show. Well, it's the movie, right? with, the movie with Will Smith. No. <laughs> or not Will Smith. Will Ferrell. I Am Legend? No. Oh, oh no, no. Uh, that was uh, uh, old school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got darted in the neck and fell yeah, over yeah, the pool. You're ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, You're yeah, fucking with it. me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, now let's stop the steal. Okay. Alan, twenty twenty presidential yeah. election. We all know it was big rig. What do you what do you what do you think? Uh, what are your pronouns when, when talking about the twenty twenty election? We we got a couple of them for you to choose from. Was it crime of the century, rigged and stolen, or a case of unreturned diamonds? Rigged and stolen. Nice. The election was rigged and stolen. It was a disgraceful election. Yep, sure was. <laughs> uh, My man. <laughs> Even though we we still don't have any disposition yet on Arizona's Attorney General uh, Bernovich sitting on some of the stuff per the big Arizona audit reveal last week, we we do have a couple updates going around. Uh, John Fredericks jumped on Steve Bannon, who's not Q's war room, yesterday to talk about um, a story that's been circulating. We just haven't gotten the evidence yet. Uh, in regards to the visual forum, it's been reported that in states like Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Arizona, there is a surveillance video of ballot stuffers. And what that is is you have the the Facebook ballot boxes that were left in, you know, urban areas of some of these swing states. And those boxes, let's just say, for instance, 24 people visited them over the course of the time that they were laid out. And those 24 people accounted for 19,000 ballots. What the hell? That's a lot. That's a lot. 
So let's kind of let's kind of get an update on this. This is a developing story. I don't know why they haven't released some of the video yet. You you would assume that it's damning, but let's hear what he had to say in regards to that. Is coming video. She's seen the video. It's not been released. There is coming video where there are basically uh, about 240 what I'm going to call ballot traffickers in Georgia. And so what they did is is they went around to the drop boxes all over the state with each of them averaging about 24 drop boxes each. And what they would do is they would go there in the middle of the night, this is all on video, and they would empty backpacks with gloves on full of ballots into these drop boxes. There's 240 different ballot traffickers that they've identified as potential suspects here. Of the 240, they averaged about 23 to 24 drop boxes each. So some did 10, some did 50. Now this is totally illegal because the way even Stacy's law, the illegal consent decree was written, is that one person, one vote in the drop box, no harvesting. That's the way. That's the way the law, the, whatever you want to call it, the agreement that that Raffensperger did. That's the way it said. Now, when you got people in the middle of the night dropping off on video backpacks of ballots in drop boxes with gloves on, and it's the same 240 people going around the state, basically in the four major counties, Gwinnett, Cobb, Fulton, and DeKalb, what does this mean? Why hasn't Raffensperger investigated when this video comes out? This is going to be as explosive as the fake ballots that we're going to find in Fulton County. And the, the, other, the other question is, um, the, 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 the way the law was written, or the agreement that Ravensburger signed with Stacey Abrams is, one vote, as I said, but also that vote in the Dropbox was supposed to be delivered by a family member, the person who voted, yeah. or a close friend. Yeah. Not somebody yeah. emptying out backpacks in the middle well, of the night. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you well, Maybe know. they're just scared of COVID, that's why they're wearing gloves. <laughs> and then I'll be devil's the, advocate. The backpacks full of ballots. Uh, those are well, they COVID were picking supplies. them up for their go, friends. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy to me how like blatant they were about this. They did not give a shit. No, they're blatant about everything. I well, know, of course, but it's just it's like in your face, and it's so insulting. It's well, like the, I've said it a couple of times, and it's been my thought that. There was the combined effort of people that knew what they were doing, who were rigging yeah. and stealing the election. And then there was also all the true believers out there yeah. who would lie, cheat, steal, do anything by any means necessary to get Trump out of office that were yeah. doing their own thing. And I mean, look at there's the no way to gauge. article basically saying yeah. they fortified the election. They yeah. well, admitted it, that there was a cabal. It was a perfect storm of, of that. control the election. Yeah, what you're referencing, Antoinette, it was like a perfect storm of that combined yeah. with all of the new stuff, like yeah. the Zucker boxes and, and well, lizard boxes and, and stuff like that. Yes. But, you know, it's it's just pathetic how awful it is in this country to see how disenfranchised our elected officials in the federal government have completely demonized, you know, they were in on it on January 6th. Newly revealed information now shows that not only did the FBI infiltrate January 6th yeah. at the Capitol. That's what you usually say, insurrection. Insurrection. Oh, I like it. 
<laughs> but, you know, now I, the Capitol Police had, I guess, unmarked cars. And when I say cars, I mean officers. Yeah. Also in the Capitol, probably moving barriers, opening doors, pushing wheelchairs into the Capitol, maybe passing out bats. Who knows? But but the whole thing is, is that everyone who is in the know knew there was yeah. no referendum on Donald Trump going from 63 million votes to 74 million votes is not a referendum on a president that everyone hates. No, and that's that's the thing with all of this. It's just proving to everybody that we are the majority. Yes. These people are the minority. So like that, they just shattered that whole narrative easy and, right there. And, and this whole COVID thing that we had just talked about, I know there's a lot of money involved. There's probably a little bit of a depopulation agenda involved too. There's a lot we of all, agendas involved. We all you? know. But the fact of the matter is the COVID narrative in the United States is literally punishment for Donald Trump's presidency. Uh, the only people yeah, it, so. it negatively affects the most are true conservative patriot and essentially Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it does sense. affect a lot of other families and, and facets of people who live in the United States. But at the end of the day, it, it seems like it's a direct but indirect punishment for supporting Donald Trump. And this is also waking up people that didn't really like Trump or support him. The ones that, you know, people that can't get the vaccine that don't want to because they could see, you know, there's something really wrong here. Yes. And they're now getting awakened of what we've yeah. known. And like, you know, they're feeling the heat like we've we have for yeah. five years now. You know, people are waking up with all their bullshit. Yep. People and people started waking up back in the, you know, the Obama administration. Oh, of people course. Started yeah, waking definitely. up and you know, and, and waking up more. Did you guys see recently we talk about uh, January 6th, the um, the new video that uh, that was released by uh, Judge Order. Uh, there was a U.S. District Chief Judge. She uh, I, I had posted it. I believe the Daily, uh, I don't know, the, the, the Daily Beast or the Daily something uh, posted it. The new surveillance footage of inside the Capitol. And it's amazing. It literally looks like a bunch of tourists. Yeah, just wandering around. Just wandering around <laughs> the yeah. Capitol like oh, sticks. Wow. Yeah. we have a flag, no violence. Every like this sightseeing. <laughs> right. And and this is this is footage that had to be released by a court order. Oh, they, yeah. they, they tried to because, hold it up for so long. I mean, it literally it's like a two minute video, and I, I don't even and it's just insanity. And as far as the stop the steal stuff with all these audits, we all I, I at least well. In my heart of hearts, I, I feel that. We're, we're not going to get any additional information, right? Nobody is going to know what happened. Nobody is going to know that what was stolen, what wasn't. We all know the Democrats love their 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 ballot boxes. We know that they love their harvesting. They love harvesting ballots, early they love voting, harvesting children's organs. <laughs> I mean, they're all they're all into that shit. Hey, you guys want to hear a really corny joke? Did you hear the oh, new the the new pickup line for beta soy boys is, hey, babe, I want to stuff you like a ballot box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scissor me timbers. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Uh yeah, okay. But yeah, it's all just <sighs> I think with the ballot or with with the um audits, I think a lot of it is optics for people to see the whole process. 
for themselves like you know so like they're organically uncovering all this evidence because i already believe i believe we have it all like i think trump and the military and people were watching this election there's no way that they were not you know and yeah. i think that this is a whole process of awakening for people to realize you know our elections have been stolen for decades they've been cheating for god knows how long you know uh, presidents you know, were selected not elected and you know government officials and i and i think that it's just i don't know if we're going to get some like big you know colossal you know revelation i don't think so and 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 unfortunately antonette like i, I don't think there are there are, are millions of people out there that I think are expecting some sort of closure. They're truly yeah. expecting it. And the disappointment's gonna come is when there is no there is no closure. Cause I truly believe there is no closure. And and so many people are gonna be disheartened. So many people are gonna be frustrated, angry, mad, pissed off, hopefully not get to the extreme. That's the right. point too, though, of all of this for people to get pissed, you know? It, it is. And 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 hope that that they do something, something. on something else isn't isn't in the works and 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 put together by the federal government to make conservatives and republicans look bad like on a january 6th scale right yeah. be, be because of the of the high tensions and high emotions and people often say well then what do we do elections yeah. are never going to matter we're never going to have another republican elected or reelected again if they keep stealing the elections if they keep rigging and 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 and, and everything else so then what do we do and well I, I also say Republicans really suck at electioneering, meaning Republicans suck at working the polls, yeah. not the ones you dance on. But they're not ruthless. They, they're not fighting back dirty like right. they like the other but, side. But here's the thing, too. Like in my area, when it's election day, they, they're and, and, and from what I understand all over the country, the, the GOP is very low on 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 people volunteering to be precinct yeah. captains, poll watchers. <laughs> and then when those right, when those seats get are empty, they're often filled by Democrats. So now you have at the public library, you have two Republican poll watchers and yep. 12 Democrat poll watchers. And nobody's on top of that. Everybody's like, well, why? There are some people I believe it happened in Georgia. It happens around me. Well, why the hell am I going to go and vote? I live in New York. It's a blue bubble anyway. Or why right. am I going to go out? They're going to steal yeah. the election. And my thing is, you have to push. You have to push. You have to get people registered. There are people actively running around the country doing that. There's a guy, Scott Pressler. He's yeah. a, he's he's an activist. He's all over the country. He visited like 22 states in like four months, just registering young hundreds kid with of long, people. Long hair? Yes, yeah. I had oh, him on okay, my yeah. I had him on my show. He's an amazing, amazing guy. Kim Klasik is doing the same thing. Kim Klasik is yep. yeah, really active. Georgia trying to get hundreds of Republicans voted or independents voted. They're flipping Democrats in Florida. They're working really hard. I mean, right now, the Democrats in registered Democrats in Florida only have a minimal, minimal lead in, as far as registration. Right. And, and, and that keeps changing by the day. We have to break the system. We have to make it harder to cheat. We have to get out there and vote. Sure. We have to get people out there working the, the, the election polls on Election Day. If we don't take back one or both of the chambers in 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 2022, then we're fucked. We're no, fucked. I agree. True story. And, and I and I think now the Democrats are the Democrats are always scared. And when they're scared because <laughs> their policies suck, they will always try to smear and destroy their opponent because that's all they have. That's all they have is instill fear in the American people and their and, and try to 
to to intimidate their opponents not to to run or destroy right. them make them th- make them think that it's not even worth it because there's no chance and whatnot and i think that's the problem i think that more people now well a lot of people are going to be unemployed they should use that time to get involved because we are the majority that it's if we even gave like 20 percent, 10 percent of what the democrats put in i mean yeah. we could change so much you know and i just uh I mean, historically, historically, when there's all right, so we have a Democrat president. So historically, in the midterms, at least one of the houses flips to the other to the other party. And, yeah. and I and I, I, I pray that that happens. But that's not enough. I hope that it happens and that there are there are people that are elected on the on the Republican side that actually care and, and have the balls to fight. For we sure. need some more Marjorie Taylor Greens. We yeah. need some more cottons. We need some yeah. more, you know, Matt Gates and 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 others. So w- w- we need them. We need them to get up and fight. And the problem with with the problem with the the the, the sewer, the Congress. So we it's funny. We used to call the sewer. We used to call Congress the swamp. DC's the swamp. Yeah. But but I forget who was who was talking about it. Where I where I heard it and it was a discussion. And I was talking about it last night. The swamp is a sustainable ecosystem that works. The sewer is not. So we should stop referring to Washington as a swamp and refer to it as a sewer because that's what it is. Yeah, they're 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 not. It's just it's disgusting on what they're doing. They're they're not out there for the American people on both sides. And we 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 need that. We need that change. And, yeah. and I and I I hope I hope to God it happens. I really do. I really do. It's I think just, it will. It's just right now we're like at this precipice. You know, it's it's it, we're in war. So yeah, a true story. It's only gonna get worse. And and, and <laughs> you want to know what? Sidney Powell weighed in yesterday, talking about just about how long this is going on. She was she jumped on a podcast. Seth Keschel, former guest. Friend of the show was on the night before, and when the host started pressing him about some issues that weren't kind of, you know, related to the numbers, Seth Keschel suggested that he needed to get Sidney Powell on because when you look into the historical aspect of where we're at regarding elections and voter fraud, she's a little bit more of an expert, especially in the legal sense. Let's hear what she had to say. Because last night... We had Seth Ketchell on, and Seth said, I think you need to get Sydney back on. Uh, I think she's got some breaking news. And you also sent out an email alert today. You do have some breaking news tonight, right, Sydney? Yes, we sent out two email alerts. One has uh, the contents or some of the contents of the government patents that I believe we discussed briefly last week that show that back in starting in at least 2003, the government itself developed an interest in and funded patents that will both real-time audit an election, allow them Mm. to manipulate the votes in an election, and inject false voters and false identifications for voters, as well as generate an algorithm that can predetermine uh, the results of an election depending on the way they want it to come out. Um, And those are at defendingtherepublic.org. You can go there to sign up for our newsletters. And the full patents are posted on the website now. So that was a 2006 DOD patent, correct? 
Yes, the the patents were actually issued, I think, in 2006 and maybe one in 2009, but they were applied for and provisional patents were granted much earlier than that. And the research probably began much earlier than that, too. And then we've also identified, thanks to some patriots who brought it to our attention, video that was done back in 2004 of a man who actually testified in front of a House Judiciary Committee field meeting in Ohio about having written an algorithm himself in the year 2000 at the request of a person in Congress who wanted an election rigged. So this has been going on a long time. What I find especially troubling is that it's been brought to the attention of officials. I'm I'm documenting now a number of times that people in positions of authority have been notified of this and done nothing about it, turned a blind eye to it. The only conclusion we can draw from that is that politicians, uh, business leaders, uh, global titans, corrupt government officials, whoever you want to call it, whatever it is, a large group of they out there have known this for a long time and have been using it to manipulate our elections as far back as the year 2000. So, I mean, there you have it. It's pretty funny how without even really hearing the clip, I know Alan and, and Antoinette haven't. You know, they, she kind of talks about pretty much the whole premise of our conversation. Yeah. Going back to January 6th, these people knew what had happened, what was coming, and they orchestrated an event as an attempt to continue to prolong the big lie, <laughs> which is our election system and how bad it really is. I mean, she's pulling patents, she's getting affidavits signed, and she said she's presenting this stuff to people. Now, listen, until they did the Sidney Powell witch hunt six, seven months ago, she was a highly respected and even more feared federal oh, yeah. attorney. The cracking. Right. So, I mean, she she really was, and, and she didn't mess around. It's not like she just came out of nowhere with this General Flynn case, and and, and that's like the icing on her cake. It, it you know, military attorney, right? Yes, and and she and she's written you know a book about how just corrupt the entire justice system is in the United States is like kind of a whistleblower uh, book that she wrote. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's one of those things where we just have to keep. Understanding the fact that the more that this digital age allows us to get this information out there and people continue to wake up and and people continue to kind of push back on what the narrative has been for some of them their entire lives, uh, we're we're eventually going to get to the bottom of this stuff. It's just what kind of a disposition are we eventually going to get? I mean, at the end of the day, I think I'd be just as as satisfied with fixing the election system in some context and, and having Donald Trump pull a little Grover Cleveland action than you know, yeah. rushing into this narrative like he's going to fly back into the White House on the back of a, an American eagle and, mm. you know, everything's <laughs> going to be okay. It could happen like overnight, but it's not. It's going to be a process, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to happen for sure. And everything that's happening in the way that it's happening is meant, you know, to be that way. Yeah, I feel like we are going to get a real disposition in Arizona. We are going to see a real audits go into court into Georgia and Pennsylvania. That's already in the process. Nothing can stop that. Yeah. But it's now those ones are moving to 2000 and, uh, you know, 22. Last topic, but kind of sound, kind of rounds up the narrative. Mike Lindell jumped on War Room with Steve Bannon yesterday to talk about some of the stuff that's going on with him regarding Dominion. Uh, once the humble pillow farmer, now one of the patriots at the tip of the spear. <laughs> Uh, gave us all a little bit on what's going on with uh, the Dominion lawsuit. So let's hear what he had to say. Elections have catastrophic consequences, and that's what we're in the middle of, a catastrophe. 
Don't ask Steve Bannon. Don't ask the War Room. Don't ask the War Room posse. Just look at the numbers on the polling. I see guys in the, oh, don't polling doesn't count. Oh, stop. Stop. If you know how to get in back of the polling, because the statistical, statistical analysis means a lot. I understand that people that support Trump don't respond to polls. But these ain't people that support Trump. Note to live chat. Please follow along or take a number two pencil out and write it down. Mike Lindell, you're dropping <laughs> another bomb today. Well, Tell pencil. me what's well, going Steve, on here. You're, 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 you're all, a class action suit. Yep. Yeah, Steve, it all goes back to, um, uh, to November 3rd. Um, it all goes back to November 3rd. Everything you see happen around you, that's the consequences. And um, I what um, we're, well, I just got wind, Steve, it's going to be dropped here shortly. But um, I can. what I can do on that bit of news is um, I could come on your show tomorrow morning right at 10, right when, right when they're dropping it. Um, because uh, we're, I just he said it's not come out yet, right? It's not. Um, get, we're giving uh, the war room an exclusive on this, and um, so we've got. So I'm not sure where we're positioned this right now. Um, either I come as as it's being dropped as we speak, I believe. So whoa, 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 whoa! Hang, hang on, whoa, hang on. <laughs> What's being dropped, and where is it being dropped? And then we can talk he about. He just told him that we love exclusives. We, talk about we don't want to get ahead of the train. Is this no, a know, is this a class action lawsuit? I, the lawyer just yep. said I can't talk about it right now until the until it's actually in the in the hands. Well, then of you're the, Mike Lindell. <laughs> well, you're Mike Lindell, so obviously you're going to talk about it. We had okay. Matt Gates go full Rudy, full Rudy on us this morning, and poor Don Lemon, right? Had Gates right. was playing Rudy. So you're Mike Lindell, Mike, Mike. There's been nothing to constrain you okay. so far. Right. Why will well, we start now? Right. And well, I don't have it in front of me, but it's uh, this is a class action lawsuit. It's uh, the people that were threatened by Dominion. Everybody was threatened. Uh, there's. Um, Hundreds of people that were threatened, that were given threatening letters. Hold, 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 hold hang, hang on a second. Mike, hey, Mike, Mike. Oh, when you say threatened, yeah. what do you mean? They were sent letters that put them on notice? When you say threatened, let's be oh, yeah, yeah. specific. Were, I would say you know, I Dominion got, didn't send leg breakers to their home. But what, what actually happened? Technically, they got letters sent from Dominion's lawyers to, to warn them about things or to, to say, hey, yeah, you, you can't you, do this? You, you have been warned. You have been warned. I got one myself way back when. I got one back in... Uh, uh, but I can't be part of the class action because I've actually we have two lawsuits going. These are people that were threatened into silence. That's I guess that's the best way to say it. It's kind of like uh, when you're threatened, you get a letter. Um, you do not talk. You do not. If you say one more thing about this, we are cutting you off and uh, uh, or not cutting you off. I guess I, Wait, I guess I don't it? know what the word would be. <laughs> threatened of lawfare, basically. They're threatened with, uh, you know, threatened with lawfare. We put fear into them. Uh, the first one I got from them way back in December, I believe, it said, it said, um, and I can, tomorrow at 9 or tomorrow at 10. And I mean, he would continue to go on and kind of elaborate a little bit on, on some of the struggles that he's had trying to expose the stuff that's going on with the Dominion uh, voting machines and the software therein, but. It's pretty good to see that on, on, on behalf of him and, and his organization with his lawyers, they kind of got a class action lawsuit in the pipeline to kind of push back on the narrative because that's what they do. You know, you have a company, and if you're just regular citizens and you're going out and you're signing affidavits and you present your affidavits in court and that stuff becomes public record, mm -hmm. Dominion can immediately push back on that people and said, if they're going to testify that our machines did this, then we're just going to sue them. And right. it kind of works as like a, a fear tactic to circumvent the uh, legal process and, and – in a lot of cases, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions. I mean, Mike Lindell's being sued for $1.6 billion.
billion dollars. Mm. So a normal person, they see a number like that come across, you know, they slide across the table and be like, you're going to shut up or you're going to get sued by this number. Most people would kind of run and hide. And Mike yeah. Lindell's continuing to just work and bluff. yeah, get out there and, and kind of, you know, keep this ball rolling for us. Well, because if he goes, you know, in discovery and shows the proof, <laughs> which, which we already saw a lot of during the Arizona uh, audit results. I mean, it was right. so damning to see some of those screen captures of the software from the voting machines and they have a fucking Verizon logo on them. <laughs> it's like, God. damn it! You had one oh. job. You couldn't put a piece of duct tape over that, <laughs> and it's just like they are definitely connected to the internet. Anything that is a computer, anything at some point is connected to the internet, whether whether they want to admit it or not. And make fucking iPads with like phone cards in them for the you know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I, you know are what you- I love. I love my Giza sheets <laughs> and my mime pillow. How are they? Inch mattress topper. They're the they're awesome. And I, I love I, I have everything. I have my pillow pillows. I have the Giza sheets. I have the two inch mattress topper. I'm waiting on my poster size picture of Mike Lindell to hang above my bed. Nice. And then <laughs> I am set. There are two things I really want to see, too. And I love Mike Lindell, but I want to see. Mike Lindell back when he was a crackhead before he was the pillow king. <laughs> and I also want to see Steve Bannon in an actual ironed shirt. Oh, my God. Those are well, the two things so I want. Well, well, he usually wears like <laughs> he wears three shirts at the same time. So it's they're going to get wrinkled. This dry cleaning bill must be ridiculous. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. He, Actually, so, it doesn't dry clean. I mean, like he, he just goes and throws his laundry basket on for the day. Like he That's wears true. everything so in his funny. laundry basket. <laughs> yeah, I, Posobiec was teasing because apparently Bannon's going to be like a surprise speaker at AmpFest this weekend. And he just put out a tweet this morning. He's like, I heard a man who does not comb his hair and wears multiple shirts might be speaking at this event. <laughs> so, oh, my God, he did not. That's so funny. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I wonder who he's talking about while I was sitting there watching War Room in the morning. So, yeah, I, I think like. You know, I, we're pretty much on the same page with the Stop the Steal right now. We're kind of pumping the brakes, waiting for Arizona, pumping the brakes, waiting for PA and GA. Um, we got a lot of people working in, in, like, the legal context to kind of get this stuff into court and, and get to some discovery. But at the end of the day, what the result I think we all want more than anything. I mean, obviously, we all want President Trump to come back sooner rather than later. But to get some of these election issues fixed and as fast as possible uh, is probably the number one uh, pivotal talking point of this whole narrative. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot, I'd love to see that. Just is it in the cards? Probably not. But, I, I you know, I, maybe, you guys be back for a Christmas present. Be Christmas <laughs> present. <laughs> the I, Santa, the word spring Trump. <laughs> if that actually happened, the I, uh, imagine the, everything, everything would just be turned upside down. There would be sure. mayhem in the streets. Chaotic, and, but in a good way. And bad, yeah, obviously, yeah, but good and bad. It would it would be absolute uh, insanity on on what would go on if if that would happen. But you know, uh, then then what happens? If all right, let's say they they have all these uh, dispositions and and states, and I I, I just I don't see it. Ha- I, I I guess I'm saying I I don't see it happening because we've never been down this road before, and obviously there are things that are happening in this world in this country that we've never seen before. Right, but. Are states going to go and start decertifying the, the the election results? And if they do, then then what? Because there's nothing in the Constitution to remove a sitting president other than to impeach him and he and, and, and impeach the president for high crimes and misdemeanors, which obviously we know he's committed in other 
areas like Afghanistan and everything else. But what happens? Is the Supreme Court going to get involved? Can they get involved? Well, if he's, it, an illegitimate, if he's an illegitimate president, can he even be impeached? But I mean, I'm just I don't know. <laughs> but that's the thing. They'll it, probably use that when it comes down to the wire. Well, you can't impeach him. He's not really the president. Oh, yeah, got right. him. <laughs> Pulled a little sneaky it's, on you right there. Oh, so, we, yeah. All right. So he's not the president. We can't impeach him, but he is the president. So we can't do anything is what you're saying. The, well, oh. well, the military the, could remove him, too, if he's an enemy. You know, the like, verbiage, the verbiage for removal is in the Federalist Papers, number 33. You guys can do that cool. as part of hey. your do your own research this week. I think I've got it right here. And it's like it's like I I had mentioned there you go. I have a I have a pocket one in my, in my backpack that I take around with me everywhere. Three times ever that we've had a, a, like enough of I guess you can consider it a decertification that would lead to the change of an elected leader at this level in the 1800s and then Bush v Gore in 2000 which is kind of like a pseudo decertification. I mean it was originally called and then via forensic audit overturned. So, oh, the, the 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 you mean you mean the recount that Roger Stone single handedly stopped for in, for having the Brooks Brothers riot? Is that what you mean? There you go. <laughs> they were banging on the door and they stopped the count, and then George Bush got elected, was declared president. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so it's basically Sidney Powell is saying that it looks like that our election system has basically been rigged and unfair and bullshit since two thousand. At the or at the least. So, the the, the, yeah, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, very least. And it's they not hard to believe patents on these algorithms. It's just mind blowing that yep. nobody really caught on to this earlier on. You know, well, here we are. So and, and, are. and moving forward, I, I hope that we're going to have some uh, better days ahead. Friday edition in the books. It was a good one. What do you think, Noah? Yeah, I liked I like it. it. So we got a lot of stuff done today. We covered a lot of topics. And we had an amazing guest, Mr. Alan Jacoby, host of the Great Divide podcast. Thank you for coming down with us today. Before we break with you, why don't you tell our listening audience everywhere they could find you, your podcast, social media, anything you want to give out, throw it our way. And, and you'll be pleased to know you're going to be getting a lot of interaction from our listenership. Sure. Besides my phone number on the local bathroom stall, you can find me over at uh, Facebook and Instagram at The Great Divide Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at TGD Alan Jacoby. I'm on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google. The website is thegreatdivide1776.com. And uh, you guys are awesome. Oh, you're equally as awesome, sir. And we look forward to having you back again in the future in addition to doing some other collaborative things with you moving forward. Uh, you know what else is moving? The Steak for Breakfast podcast. Mm. They're moving twice a week now on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. That's Don't it? For- yeah, that's it right now. I, we got to get some other ones, maybe some iHeartRadio or something. Subscribe to the show, rate it. Don't forget to leave a review. And as always, download, listen, like, follow, and share. Uh, show creds of the week this week, obviously. Alan from the Great Divide Podcast. It was awesome having him on and getting all of his insight. But then again, some of the usuals. The Daily Breb. Dawnstar1776. Canadians. DS11N12. Amazing account. A lot of our audio clips come from that guy. And sometimes I could just reach out and say, hey, listen, bro, did you get Mike Lindell on War Room today? He's like, no. Five minutes later, it's in our DMs. Nice. I mean, yeah, people that really support the show. Uh, amazing accounts like that helping us out all the time. Um... Babe does the news. Patriotic Babe's new account, Unshadow Band, and getting a lot of play. 
Cagbro88 coming on the show in a week or two. Me and him were shitting on some Florida State uh, assemblymen last night who were making fun of Anthony Sabatini. Anthony Sabatini followed us shortly thereafter. So nice. mission accomplished. Uh, Garbaggio of all his accounts, Christina Bob of OAN, and Mr. Tom Pappert of the National File. Um, don't forget to check out our sponsors. Everything that they make is quality. American-owned companies. Really good stuff. The only thing we do on this show in regards to uh, interacting with them is is supporting them so we can make American small businesses great again. Odyssey, headphones, in-studio recording gear. Uh, whether you're gaming, podcasting, or uh, recording music, you want to hear amazing sounds, you put on those headphones and you'll hear them. They're at odyssey.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram. Stay ready gear. Conceal carry holsters, etc. Don't be ready. Stay ready. <laughs> They're on Facebook and Instagram as well as, at, at, and also at stayreadygear.com. Man rubs. Hopefully with a new steak for breakfast edition coming soon. Oh, there you go. Mm. Uh, <laughs> purchase it, pour it, rub it, grill or smoke it, right in your <laughs> mouth. Num num num. <laughs> <laughs> they're at manrums.com and they're on Facebook and Instagram. Also, West Coast Survival Arms. Mike's got everything you need. You want a new gun, you want a new rifle, you need some accessories. More importantly, if you want ammo, hit him up. 619-870-6992. West Coast Survival Arms.com. He's also on Facebook Messenger. Just reach out. He answers back really quick. And then tactical gear. Mediocre medic for all our first responders out there. Uh, they're at mediocremedic.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram. And Mark Joe Friday owner of dumpbox.us home of the zero fucks duck the gold standard in all of patch gear he's on facebook and instagram as well upcoming shows pretty much lined up through the uh, middle of october right now on friday we are going to have anna kate oh i'm sorry on tuesday of next week yep. today is friday uh we're gonna have miss anna kate first time on the show for a regular episode, second time on the show because she joined us on the Reawaken America tour with Mr. Clay Clark and congressional candidate out of California, Amy Fan West. We'll have them both next Friday. Cagbro, first podcast ever. Hope you guys are ready. It's going to be a good one. We've been doing a lot of good stuff on social media. We've been hitting each other up in the DMs lately, and it looks like that's going to be a great show. On the 15th of October, we're going to have Sheep No More. And on the 18th, we're going to have Gianna Simone. You may know her from an Amazon Prime celebrity cooking show. She's also extremely based and a patriot. Nice. We've been talking for the last couple weeks. I sent her a few shows to listen. She said she liked it. I asked her to come on. She said okay. Kind of like it. Uh, Friends of the Week. Yeah, it's always good to uh, be able to uh, have new people in the community that you wouldn't think are going to come out and... Uh, you know, do something like this, actually come out and, and jump on the show and give us their opinion. Uh, friends of the week, some of the regulars, Real Brenda Memes, Kalia 3.1, that Southern dude, big props to him. Yesterday, meme, shared by Junior. Nice. In the same week that, that, nice. that yeah, one of our other friend, Grand Old Memes, had his meme of uh, <laughs> Bush Cheney shared at the Trump rally. So a lot of good work in the meme community. Red Pew, Pill Fuel. Genevieve McCullough, Baby Cakes 2.0. Ladies and gentlemen, heading into the weekend, do a couple things. Number one, be like Sidney Powell, do your research. Hold the line, ride it, buy the dip, get the fuck in here, snatch the wigs, 
ice your balls. Let's see what happens. But most importantly, where we go one, we go all. Like I already mentioned, on Tuesday, we'll be back with Miss Anna Kate and congressional candidate Amy Pham West. This has been episode 68 of the Steaks Breakfast podcast. I'm Roan. Joined, as always, by Noah and Antoinette. Bye, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. And our, and our guest of the day, host of the Great Divide podcast, Mr. Alan Jacoby. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks again, guys. You guys are great. Thanks. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend and take care. States of America, may God bless you, but fuck you at the same time. If you don't like the United States of America, go back to the countries that we the fuck from, and you'll see how much you appreciate the United States of America. Abdul.